drinking a tiny cup of coffee. <laughs> Makes you feel like a big man. <laughs> big man. Is that, yeah, is it, have I just grown overnight or is this actually a, a drinking an espresso. Oh, as okay. you can imagine, listeners, there's a lot of laughs to be yeah, had I'm there. wired, man. This must be, this must be <laughs> the worst, like, pre-intro we've ever done. Let's go back to our original one then, Alien Strip Poker. No, we're not doing that. Oh. Stop suggesting it every <laughs> week. <laughs> Welcome to the 3T RPG podcast where no one can hear you scream. My name is Harrison Ripley and with me is Nickley Scott. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you like that? Very good. This is a tabletop RPG podcast and today we're going to do all of the usual stuff. We're going to do news. We're going to talk about games we've been playing. And of course the main subject is going to be the Alien RPG. And then we'll end the pod with your questions. Oh yes. Did you watch that video? The one, um, have you seen Alien? <laughs> So good. That guy's like my he's like my spirit animal. Is he like a uh, is it like a, a, a like a hidden cam reaction dude like Yeah, he ah! he does a lot he's of this so screaming his morph suit. People will know him as he's just called Pink Guy. Mm-hmm. But he's a Japanese bloke and he, his stuff is like really weird. He'll just go into like supermarkets yep. and scream and say weird <laughs> stuff. And I was doing well I wasn't doing any research for this episode but yeah. I was looking on YouTube and I found one of him just sitting next to a guy and he keeps he keeps shouting at him have you seen anyone please <laughs> so brilliant I'm, I, yeah well, I'm going to use that as that's the jingle genius. yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's doing what he's saying the what we all need to hear but yeah that's right have you seen alien have you seen alien and the answer is no no yeah no. what <laughs> I actually have never seen the film. You're joking. No, yes, I am. Sorry. Um, all right, let's do some feedback. <laughs> the feedback side. The feedback side. Yes, bitch. The feedback side. It's the feedback section. Yeah, we take your comments and read them out. Yeah, feedback, bitch. So, G. Veltum, he says, uh, he was talking about our actual play that we released recently. Uh, he sent us an email and he says, gents, this is the episode... Nope. nope. Gents, this episode is the kind of quality content that had made the 3T podcast my seventh favourite show on the internet. Bravo and keep it coming. Well, it's good to know that we... Well, I... But, well, that's... You know, unless we're first, don't listen. Well, oh, I see. So it's all or nothing. That's... Uh, because this... I feel like I'm being cheated on. Seven. Who were the other seven? Yeah. Imagine if above it, it was like boring like like something about accountancy oh my god like, or ac- what accountants weekly and it's like uh, actually there's a there's loophole a, where you can pay 12.1 percent tax there's a new function on excel it's it's really changed the world it's, boys it's, it's, it's black magic it's as far as functions go we haven't seen something like this since 1985 i mean, I mean move over auto sum move over auto sum <laughs> there's a new kid in town <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's number two like uh, co- I don't know cooking cooking with Aunt May yeah no it'll be it'll be a cooking show where it'll be a vegan cooking show Ooh, that's what it'll be okay it'll okay. be like all about episode one kale and the various these, uses these carrots have been chopped humanely uh, we did hear one of them scream but I can assure you head. we sent it to the emergency room <laughs> <laughs> actually I was in the pub once with um, this idiot that James knows and um, he was he was trying to tell me once he was like yeah you can't eat a tomato if you're a vegan and I was like why and then he's, he's like because they've uh, they've got a nervous system 
people have actually recorded them screaming when they're getting cut in half. It's like, he actually thought tomatoes were alive. And do you know what he shared with me? was an article from The Onion. And obviously oh, he, did, he didn't no. know. Yeah, and he was, he was like, "Read that! They're fucking alive, man!" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen mushrooms that are like musical, right? You've seen that when they put the things on and get some. I have, but I think it's only like it's electrical impulses. Yes, yeah. it's yeah. like mushroom playing a keyboard or whatever. <laughs> and they put a load of beats behind it and stuff. It's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's quite fun. But mushrooms, possibly sentient. Tomatoes, definitely not. Definitely no, not. They're shite. Mushrooms. I mean, like. Yeah, mushrooms are fascinating. They're not animal, they're not plant, they're somewhere in between, right? Yeah, and they, they're sort of... We both watched that mushroom film. Which one? That one on Netflix. I haven't watched a mushroom film. What? What mushroom? Actually, I fell asleep watching it. It's very good, though. Yeah, go to Netflix and watch the mushroom film. Is it just called The Mushroom Film? No, I don't think it's, okay, yeah. I don't think it's, it's that crude. I think it's... Because um... I think it would be kind of helpful if I had the title of the film. Yeah, well, if I... I type in The Mushroom Film... I should probably find that, shouldn't I? Um... <laughs> well, uh, what we need to know, Harrison, is how do we get to number one? Uh, I d- well, I don't know. Can, can G. Velton, can you send us... The, we, want like the list. The list. we want the top we 10 want the list. We, we want, want the, the top list. 10 I'm sure for about four of them are like the McElroy family <laughs> and then he's got you know he's got accountancy pod on there he's got cooking with Aunt May <laughs> we need to know the others we need to know what the rest of the co- right so it's called Fantastic Fungi of course okay and uh, it's a documentary it's an hour and 21 minutes and Do- it's, it's a documentary it's... a day in the life of a mushroom it's got like a talking head bit <laughs> with a mushroom just sitting there hello and then <laughs> the guy oh, I wasn't <laughs> suggesting that it spoke the guy just sort of you know when it cuts to the reaction of the documentary maker nodding mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. that must have been hard and it's like plugged into a synth and it's going <laughs> actually that reminds me and sorry to go off a, ta- a tangent again I bought my speaker to the game the other day yeah. and my brother while I, while we was outside having a cigarette yeah. my brother took my phone to the toilet mm-hmm. and and put on loads of weird noises I didn't realise what was happening I thought I dropped my phone somewhere and he put on this thing he just I later found that he typed in loud jarring noise and it was okay. this thing that just went but it gradually and it, by the end of it it was like and then um, it was like so loud and yeah hellish and we were trying to turn it down on the speaker and Sean was in the other room trying to turn it back up oh. and it was like loads of weird shit kept coming on mm. uh, yeah good times but anyway yeah if if uh, whoever's above us stop listening to them yeah Vodrilus, he says, Ari cheating, as we spoke about uh, cheating in the last pod. Mm-hmm. He says, my favourite cheat is to conveniently forget inconvenient effects that have negative modifiers. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do also keep forgetting buffs and situational bonuses. Ooh. It got so bad at one point that I'm only as honest as I'm physically capable <laughs> became my catchphrase. <laughs> a, a season of terrible sleep had something to do with it, i.e. I blame the baby. Fair enough. Which baby? Probably his one. Uh, but Hopefully yeah, his one, yeah. That's fine, though, you know. We do that all the time. Like, I mean, how many times have you got a um, a Joker in Savage Worlds? In, in Basically, in Savage Worlds, you have mm-hmm. initiative cards. And if you get a Joker, you get plus two to all actions for that round. And how yeah. many times have you got to the next round and been like, I forgot to add the plus two? Oh, and it's all like, the time. Yeah, all so the often. time. So it's understandable that it goes the other way too. I do love the, uh, I do love the, uh, I'm only as honest as I'm physically capable line. That's... Well, that's true. If he doesn't remember... What more do you want from me? It's not really cheating. And the thing is, if he's forgetting the buses and the negative buffs, then, you know, it's pretty balanced. It's fine. Pretty balanced. But but also, if you're... I guess what we're saying here is if you are stupid enough not to remember the rules... Well, that's the the thing. That is the bottom line, isn't it? Then you can get away with with cheating. So what you need to do is just give yourself concussion. (laughs) There you go. That's a cheat. And then you're laughing. But no, players, come on. 
you know, it's not the GM's job to remind you every time that you've got a plus two to fight in because of Absolutely. X, Y, and Z. It's and down was, to you, man. I hate it when people forget that they've got like a feet or an edge. And get mad at the GM. And they're, and they're like, oh, wait, 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 can I redo my turn? No. It's your fucking edge. It's not my edge. You wrote it down. So, so you suck picked it. it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of that all the time, but here's what it is if you don't forget. But sometimes what I like to do is is uh, remind people of the negative modifiers. Like oh, yeah. Not when I'm a GM. But in Sean's game, when he was running Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we, uh, yeah, very often Sean would be like, okay, you've got a minus two because we're in the dark. The player would like roll and I'd be like, oh, don't forget the minus two, mate. And then I'd just get like a frown from across the table. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, lastly, he says a common cheat is not removing magic arrows or potions when used. Ooh. And we did talk about yeah. like not removing ammo, but mm-hmm. he yeah, he says everlasting quiver is a meme at this point. It's like... <laughs> You just always have everyone's got an everlasting quiver. Yeah, I I find it. I do like to track ammo in games, but I always find it bloody annoying. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it always gets to the point because people just don't want to tick off an arrow every time. Unless it's like a unless it's like a huge part of the game, like a you know an apocalyptic. Then you have to. If it's a Papadopoulos game, um, it makes it interesting because obviously it's a huge element that you know ammo's. But then it, it's different stuff. in those types of games because you typically have a lot less. So it'd be mm. like you know you've got three bullets. Yeah, that's, that's much right. easier to track. That's right. But um, I, I sometimes find like, well, I kind of wanted to have it so that in some games I might track it by giving you little bullet counters or something like this. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like you've got bennies on the table, minis, Oof. maps. Bullet condition counters. counters. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like I can't be bothered. So yeah. I was thinking maybe uh, what another good system might be in in a game where you have to keep track of ammo is just there's a standard restocking fee mm-hmm. once you get that's back cool. to town. Yeah, and you have to pay that. Otherwise, on your next mission, you won't have any bullets. That's quite Something cool. Like that. well, what about what about if you had like a communal pot of ammo if you're a party, right? Mm. And it's represented on the table by just a bowl with beads in it. And you could say like one bead is a, is a is a clip, let's say, and then you take it out the pot, put it in your gun and spend it, and then it and then it gets taken away, and that pot gets smaller and smaller, and that's your like mixed ammo pot. I'm actually, and then to refill it, you have to pay two hundred. Pay yeah. money to refill it. Yeah, that's a very good idea. That's I'm quite gonna, interesting. I'm going to do that. Let's do I'm try gonna, that's, it out. Because then you'll have like it might invoke ammo conversations. You know, you can hit him. We yeah. don't don't waste the bullet. <laughs> yeah, or if, it, if there's a player that's got a D4 and shooting, you just shoot them a look and like don't take a don't even bullet. think don't about even it. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. Or as a character, if it was your old gunslinger from Pathfinder, yes. people would be like, just leave, let, let leave the bullet. Let Rose have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because your character, he never he always tried to do gun tricks, oh, but failed. Well, they were so bad. That Beautiful. was it. I'll never forget the uh, the whip. Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah, one of Nick's first ever moves in an RPG mm-hmm. was that he was trying to be cool. He walks into a bar and he's like. I'm going to use my whip to sort of uh, lasso a pint glass towards me. That was it. He smashes it. The glass smashes onto the floor and the landlord's just like, looks at him and just goes, don't do that again. <laughs> don't, don't do, do that, that again, again, mate. We don't. We, 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 we playing it. I miss that guy. So do I. Um, well, that is it for feedback. Uh, shall we get into some news? Oh, God, yes. News. <laughs> Punch. Are you looking at the news? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Rogue of Space 2 has been announced. Oh. A telepathic calling. Have you and can you see the artwork there? Oh Nick? yes. Oh yes. It's good shit, right? Describe yeah. it. Uh so on the left it looks like Venom. Black Panther or Venom? Yeah, Black Panther, <laughs> that's it. And on the right it's like an elven type person, I'm guessing, with a kind of crude haircut and ears. What are they looking at? 
They're looking at each other, but I feel as if... Well, what's behind them? Oh, it's like a little... Oh, it's a loading bay. Yeah, so the the episode is going to be called A Telepathic Calling. Now, for those that don't know, Rogue Space, it's become our favourite thing in the world. And we're for, it's, it's a really terrible set of sci-fi novellas written by a bloke on the internet who charges £2.99 for nine pages. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the next one's coming Shrewd out. Shrewd businessman. And he's, he's coming out on 420. Uh, Hello, so 20th of blaze it. April. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, sorry. We have, to, <laughs> yeah, we have to decipher the American way of putting the date. Yeah, so um, it's going to be amazing. Now, I, I, I've, he's also been releasing like stuff on his YouTube channel oh, uh, yeah. of him drawing planets. He released a little intro where he goes, the rogue of space. And it's really weird because... None of this artwork, and he, he spends a lot of time doing this really crap artwork. None of it appears in the book. What? So what is the point? He's doing more artwork and creating intros. He's waiting three months for the next nine-page story. If he just sat down and wrote it, he could have it out by this weekend. Mate, it could be an Amazon. He should come work for us. Yeah. Well, in what capacity? <laughs> doing our artwork. Creative controller. Mm. Shall, we, <laughs> shall we get him on? We t- uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right the next bit of news is that the honey heist designer is making a morkborg rpg Ooh. which should be good so grant howitt mm-hmm. the creator behind honey heist has decided like many sp- small press publishers to jump on the ridiculously dark rpg train that followed morkborg's success mm-hmm. his new bork is going to be called orkborg <laughs> and it's instead of a one pager it's going to be a full rpg and basically because of morkborg's very Morkborg. open uh, third party license mm-hmm. grant's creating his own gondo interpretation of morkborg where you play orcs on a spaceship called the derelict Ooh. which he describes as a great big beautiful trash rocket yes yep how have i not thought of orkborg before i know that's, that's so I annoying i thought of one mork and mindy <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the orcs in this game worship chaos and oh, destruction. Yes. So they're actually flying about looking for the end of the world, basically spreading chaos in the hopes that they can go to the everlasting stench pits of the afterlife, oh, mate. which is awesome. And I'm sure this will be explained in the book, but for some reason, actually playing the game is more about goings on in the derelict as opposed to space exploration. Yes, yes. Like the ship is so big that it's got like bad postcodes on it where oh, you're like, oh, you don't, want to, you don't want to go down the southwest. Do you know the vibe I'm getting? I'm getting, I'm getting some serious um, Warhammer orc vibes. You know, like their, you know, the midnight, the the the, the actual bo- uh, um, tabletop 40K. game, forty yeah, k, yeah. yeah. You know, with all their like um, clanky sh- armor and yep, ships yep. and stuff. Well, that was actually one of the main inspirations. That's the vibe so I'm yeah, getting, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're about right. Um, and the game system is basically going to be more bored. Um, the setting is sort of the main thing. Yeah. But what's awesome, right? They released a preview page from the book, and we can see that the book will likely take place in the same universe as Morgborg, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Or maybe just a very similar one, but it's going to add space cults, cybernetics, and mechs. Yes. And the mechs have amazing names. Here's some examples Bang 10,000, <laughs> Massive Problem, <laughs> Rust Bitch. Oh, this is so 40k. Yeah, it's awesome. It's and very good. And Grant, you've all got to have that, co- that, that faux Cockney accent as well, like they do. Oh, yeah. hello. Hello. It's like the uh, the orcs from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we've got ourselves a lovely snack. <laughs> but yeah, Grant Howitt, he states that he wants it to be a pick-up-and-play pick game, however, and the setting is going to be really, really nuanced. Um, so, But to me, that says it's going to be difficult to pick up and play. However, what he has stated mm. is that you're going to be able to use any existing maps, minis, and whatnot you already have to cut down on prep time. So that fantasy mansion map or that pirate ship, there'll be a location 
on the mm-hmm. derelict like that yes. so it's like that fucking big yeah so that's pretty cool um and uh yeah i think it's i, I think it's gonna be fucking good and Me too, we've, mate. we've he's only done good stuff that guy mate, so. honey heist was a fucking laugh wasn't it and Such he did um, was it sex space wizards oh yeah and the other one um the skeleton one the skeleton one yeah. the car one yeah yeah you're really good so i think uh, i'm looking forward to this the only trouble is, is that it's going to be a kickstarter oh, okay. in the next couple of months so we probably won't see it for bloody ages but uh, i just thought it was worth mentioning because Sounds fucking great. Absolutely. And the artwork looks really nice for it. So, yeah, go and check out Orkborg. I'm checking that out, mate. That Uh, sounds really fun. But that is it for news. Oh, do you want to just mention one more thing? Didn't you see the uh, Mortball Minis? No. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's another bit of news. Mortborg are releasing minis. And they're bigger than normal. Yeah, so they're 35mm scale. Okay. So if you 35mm is the length of the average... Penis? ...of the listeners of the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, they're slightly bigger, but the detail is amazing. Yeah. It's difficult to sort of get across on this show because it's audio. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nick, make a noise that sort of sums up what they look like. Okay, then. <laughs> so if you can imagine that, right, but as a miniature... <laughs> that's what you're getting. That's what you're getting. And nice. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Uh, that's it for news. Ooh. Should we get on to what we've been slaying? Okay. <laughs> And it's one of these! Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? So I've been playing, uh, I don't know if you know this, there's uh, any small indie designer mm. called Gary Gygax. Oh, little guy? No, I'm just going to well, make this joke little, every episode. Little Gazza. <laughs> oh, Gazza. Gazza there. He's um, he, he's gone and made Dungeons and Dragons, Lake. mate. <laughs> That's a joke for people who know Paul Gascoigne is. <laughs> going down the fucking mine, man. <laughs> Gonna slay some goblins, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> all up the country. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've been playing D and D, Storm King Thunder. Now, I've got I've got a little bit of a gripe here. Oh, right? yeah, so on, the whole on. the whole plot of this um this adventure is, is essentially what is we. This the intro adventure for D and D. No, that's Lost Minds of Fandelva. Okay, so this is oh yeah, no, this, this is, is a, like one a, of the other modules. But it's so, a pre-published. Yes, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and do you know like. So, so the, the the plot is we go to this town looking for work. It's been smashed up by giants. Yeah. We then we then have to go to this other city called Bryn Shander, which is like right up north in a place called Icewind Dale. Mm-hmm. We have to go there, and then the city get, gets under attack by giants. We fend them off for this particular one. They're That's looking it. for this special ring, and you don't you don't know. Yeah, we don't know what it you is. Don't know what so it is, yeah. um, we fend them off, and then suddenly you know work comes flooding in. Mm-hmm. People have seen us do it. And while we're doing these little side quests, the main quest is to go and get that ring they were after and bring yep. it back and hopefully shut, solve the, shut the giants up. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I, I know the GM doesn't listen to this, so I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna have a little moan here, right? <laughs> he says he says um, every every week when he turns up, he goes. I haven't done much prep this time, and that's fine because I don't do much prep anymore. No. I'm I'm the type of person now if I can fit it on one page, that's, that's it. perfect. That's it, exactly that. And um, yeah, so he turns up every week, says that right, and and but but every episode's been an absolute fucking belter. Yes. So we've been like slaying giants. Even the travelling up there was cool. Yeah. We had encounters. We've done a goblin cave. Like it's been a lot of fun. But then it ends up. So the last two sessions, he's had to actually read the book while he's at the right, table the okay. module book right, so yeah. he doesn't even have an idea of what to what's going on next in, even in his head yeah so okay. the last two sessions he turned up late mm-hmm. 
Um, we tried to sell a horn that we found, yep. failed, and that was the three-hour session that we played. We ended early, right, as well. He was right. like, right, guys, well, that's a good time to wrap, because he hasn't got anything prepared. Oh, right, okay. The last session... Where did right, we go next? I don't know. Did, did you, uh, so I shared on Facebook, I yeah. made a little map, because we took on so oh, many mate, bloody yeah. side quests. It was awesome. I took, so I made a map of like the route we were taking and what we were doing each stop. Yeah, because um, it's a little bit. You, you're, you're, you've got a few things going on. You? Yes, got a few yeah, yeah, things yeah. on at the moment. So we had to go to this nearby town, deliver a message for reinforcements. We had to get a boat down to Waterdeep. Neverwinter Waterdeep. That yep. was it to get the ring. Then head back all the way back. But anyway, about five stops, if I remember rightly. Yes, going around the map. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we did one, and, and that was that we went to the next town over yeah. and delivered a message. Oh, so you didn't get to Waterdeep then. Uh, not even close. <laughs> we we could, we we maybe did about three percent of uh, what right. we were supposed to do. Uh, okay, it got to ten o'clock. Right, we've just well, I've just heavy on the role play. But it, but it has to. It has that's to the be. trouble. What's what's happening is right. You'll go. Oh yeah, I need to read the book quickly, and we'll just be in character, just chatting Chatting. as our wagon is going on, and it's fun. But I'm worried that this is going to go on for bloody ever. Like, years. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like last session, we, we're excited to get to the town, get the ring and see what why the Giants want it, right? But the thing is, the GM doesn't know why the Giants want it because <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't re- read the module. So he doesn't want to, he obviously doesn't want to, you know, bullshit something and ruin the entire adventure. Yeah. So instead, he turned up half an hour late and we, t- we ended one hour early. So it's oh, two and a half hours no. of bloody gaming, half of which was shopping. The other half was... Literally an encounter where we tried to buy a sheet to put over our wagon. That took half an hour. See, I probably would have let you guys do what you want, freestyled it, read the book after after that session, then refer back and see if I can... Then, yeah, then change but then it put it into the things because yeah. that because you don't want to have a shit night of game. I mean, as well, it would have been simple just enough. Encou- just have just have a couple of encounter cards on you, and then you can do anything. Because yeah, because you can put, ping an encounter in anywhere. Even if it was just okay, as we travel on the boat, I Ambush, thought he was going to have something for that. Yeah. Like, oh, you get attacked by a big octopus. Surely that would be fine. And like Ace on our um, Discord, he was saying recently that like if he can't be bothered or he hasn't had the time to do prep. What he'll do is he'll go, um, okay, guys, uh, I know we've got this main mission, but for tonight, we're just going to do a simple dungeon delve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, totally, mate. Well, I, I, I blew Rye's mind when he said, oh, mate, it must have took you ages to prep Destiny. I said, no. I prepped the absolute skeleton and everything else was freestyled each episode because yeah, you because lot was so interactive and yeah. so you knew what you wanted to do so I left it open to you lot and he was like what you didn't a lot of that was made up on the spot I said yeah that's the beauty of it but that's the that's the same thing as well like because I did it with Solomon Kane. yeah that's I, right I had the five beats of the story exactly. just written down as a sentence there you go and yeah. that was it the blueprint um, yeah. yeah and then then the rest of it you feel in as you go and, yeah. and the players yeah. but at the moment <clears throat> the story is it's just all us doing but have you guys given the GM nuggets to work with as well well, I, I like to think so, but because normally you'll get at least a little bit of a backstory pop up or some sort of connection with what you lot have done. Well, sort of the biggest thing that happened in the last couple of games was that I got I got a new spell called Shatter, and we went and we were trying to sell this horn, and I tried to convince him that it was an old wall relic so we could get more money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought Shatter was like the old school D and D one, which I think just shatters Quite a non magical item, bits. right? So um, the guy's going to put his glasses on, and I, I'm a bard, so I just sing it, and I went, shut up, like under my breath. Singing sword, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I didn't, and I was just reading the spell. The, the, the GM's like, so, um, okay, well, what does that do? And I'm like, I think it shatters a non-magical item. Let me look it up. You, every non-magical item in the radius shatters. 
<laughs> and anyone caught in the radius takes 3d6 Ooh, lightning damage wowzers. i was like um whoops goodbye <laughs> so why was someone sleeping on a roof Oh, that's Sergarth. He's a tiefling. They sleep on roofs. Oh, okay. That's his yeah. thing. Yeah, right. yeah. Fair well, because he's half demon, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've got to be honest. So we've we've actually got to the point now, because I don't know what to say to him, because I don't know if he thinks we don't know that he's not done the... Like, I don't know what to do, because I'm like, okay, the next... Well, just get a gauge on it then. Just say, maybe next game, just say like, what we talk, what do you reckon we're talking episode wise? Yes, that's a good point. Do you know what I mean? And then, and then at least then if if, if the GM's like, well, probably about eighteen, and I'd be like, <laughs> okay, shut up, just throw his bag out the door. <laughs> the thing is, I, I it, it was really good up until the last two episodes, and my brother rightly pointed out we were discussing it mm. on, in the pub the other day, and he said. Um, do you remember when you ran Cyberpunk and you had a newborn? Ooh. I was like, well, exactly, right? His problem is that he's got his annoying girlfriend hanging ah, about. Right. But you've got to find... Just read the module. You don't have to get it exactly right. But yeah, I, I, we, we basically... I, I petitioned the group. So what we're going to do is that we're going to see the next session, yeah. see what happens. If it's And if it's another same, one, then, then we're going to allow it Because yeah. the thing is, we, we, we only play once a week and I yeah. really like to get the most out of it. Yeah. Starting at 7.30 and finishing at 10 is rubbish. Yeah, I mean, we used to... We used to do seven to eleven. Yeah, that's what we. That's what and we, even then we'd normally be like, oh shit, is it eleven already? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a little bit gutted at the moment. Oh, that's um, a shame because it's a great party and obviously a very capable GM, as we know. And yeah, it he's good. Like a that's really good game. It's just, um, yeah, just a bit more prep then, I guess. Well, or just be more up for winging parts Flexible, of the story. Yeah, yeah because but he's a bit of a perfectionist though. That's the trouble. Yeah, because that, that, that mm. I think that's you're absolutely right. Which there. is fine. Yeah, but it's like at the end of the day finishing at 10 all he could have done he could have just read the next paragraph and gone right take five then we'll play the we'll last go, 55 minutes what do you lot want to do yeah 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 exactly <laughs> but then we'll just get me i mean oh it was stupid it was yeah. but anyway never mind we also played the alien rpg yes. but obviously we're going to talk about that in the main subject um so nick i bought a new deadlands yeah you did um now i'm going to just pass the box over to you and you can from your you flg can, yeah it's from the fulg man I got it from the Fulg. It's all. I mean, so, I, mean I, so I thought I bought Dead, Deadlands. You yeah. Oh yeah. You bought one of the four versions of it. So um, what's this? Then? I was. So this is the new one. As you, okay. as you know, like Savage Worlds got upgraded to Adventure Edition, oh, right? Of course. Yeah. And so this is the new Adventure Edition version where. Instead of focusing on, for those that don't know, it's a weird old west setting. So it's got you know steampunk and magic in yeah. the old west. Ghost rock. So the thing is, um, what they're doing with this one, instead of focusing on big grand plots, it's supposed to be about personal horror. Ah, uh, okay, all right. And and, and honestly, Ooh, the, the new book. You remember when uh, Savage Worlds Adventure Edition came out, and we said, you know, it was the treatment that Savage Worlds deserved. Like yeah. it now looked like a proper product. Absolutely. They've done the same with this new Deadlands. Yeah, However. Nice, I've got to be honest, I'm a little bit disappointed with the box set, right? Now, I'm just going to, like, what comes with it is very nice. So you get a... These are nice, little character cards. Yes. You get character cards, uh, the book, a map of the US, and... uh, Wound tracker, I guess. Yeah, no, it's an ammo tracker. Ammo tracker, bennies. Dice, and uh, small adventure. So, thing is, um, there's some other bits, but I'll talk about them in a second, right? I'm just looking at how much do you reckon it cost oh well I know, I know Pinnacle mate so probably I'll, I'm gonna it's gotta be over 50 quid see that was sort of the range I was thinking it would be yeah it's 100 quid <gasps> however there, there is a reason I bought it despite that is because I remember I've got two of their other box sets right I've got the ETU one and I've yeah. got the Rippers one yeah 
and they come with um, uh, the core book. And you've got the, and you, didn't you get Black Edition box set as well? No, I didn't. Oh, I did. No, I'll, I'll, no, Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Yeah. I got, that... I got that. But yeah, in in the in the ETU one, right? Mm-hmm. You get the core book, a player's book, a campaign book, two uh, double-sided, huge, uh, you know, dry erase maps. Yeah. Uh, dice, bennies. Like you, you just get so much shit in there. Yeah. And in this one, it's like they've really cheaped out, and it cost more. Did they kickstart this? Yeah, they did, and and did. that was why I bought it because I I didn't get on the Kickstarter at the time, and I kind of wanted it, but it's well, yeah, and it comes with the GM screen too. But I I don't know, it was just it just yeah. seems like they've done less for more money, for more money. But yeah. the the product quality is higher, but oh, it's yeah. like still you get a That's lot the less. Then, I guess. Yeah. What, um, do Pinnacle ever make products without kickstarting them now? No. Why? <laughs> well, good good point. I mean, they can afford to, but I, the thing is, I like it. But I, I like it. It's but they cool. had the both both core books and the GM screen in stock, and I think I should have just got those because yeah. I've already got Bennies and things like this. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, know I don't know. It, it was just uh, I was a little bit disappointed by how much came into it, and like the the bit, bit that annoyed me because I think all the stuff I mentioned so far is worth it and very nice. Yeah. But the bit annoyed me was that so. They've got new cards, right? So mm-hmm. new adventure cards. And these are like, you know, situational cards that you can play during the game to gain bonuses yeah. or a special effect. Now, in the old ones, like the Rippers one, they gave you two action decks, so decks of cards, yes, right? Yes, of course, none. And in this one, you get adventure cards, but you get five new cards that you add to your previous exist- existing adventure deck. So they are uh, these ones. Oh, here. right. <clears throat> yeah, there you and go. you load them straight into your existing adventure. Deck. Right, and, and then there's, the there's gear card, the gear cards in there yeah. for the infernal devices that you get in Deadlands. Yeah. But there's only 10, 10 or so things, and the gear cards, if you recall correctly, they were only a PDF thing anyway. Yeah. So you've just got a, a deck of eleven cards, <laughs> and it's like, well, what what's the, what use is that? Yeah. And the adventure cards, it's like, why not make a Deadland specific one that you have in the box? That'd be nice. Because what if you only bought Suede Core and then you just get this and it's like, oh, five adventure cards. And you're just <laughs> using those same five fucking ones every single time. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to be honest. It's, uh, it's a, it's, it's this, uh, I'm lucky that I already have the big Suede box because I yes. think with this added to it, it's like a bolt on. It's well, pretty nice. It is, it is nice. But I they, mean... But they, um, yeah, I know what you mean. They used to do it so that you got like a plot point campaign in the box as well, like mm-hmm. a big campaign book. But that was now a separate box set, so it's called like the scary area or something mm. like this, and it's like that, and then you get the adventure uh, pre-gens, things like this. But it's like that would usually be the same product, yeah. And this one was more expensive and had less in it. So, so, so financially, they're going down the wrong road. Yeah, yeah. For me, seems a bit like that. Yeah. Well, well, considering these are the guys that gave you a full core rule book. For like twelve quid, yeah, and that's all you needed to play their game, which was amazing. Yeah, so um, I do like the look of the the new Deadlands, and I think it looks cool. I've I've read a bit of it, and it seems like what they've done is they've streamlined it and made mm-hmm. it a lot more lowish fantasy type. Okay, Deadlands. good. Yeah, so I'm so I'm up for it. But it's a cool set. I we, just we wish know it. I just wish the set was a little bit better. Yeah, I still like the things that come with it, but hundred pounds for that, hundred like, sterling as well. So what's that? And you know, it's what got to be about hundred twenty five dollars, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So you know. I've got, it's, it's, I've got deep sadness. That's a that's a fair bit of wedge, mate. And you know what? As well, I pay the price every time I go to my friendly local game <laughs> store because the woman talks to me for about an hour. <laughs> yeah. And it was the same this time. She started telling me about a bloody Pokemon card tournament, and I'm like, "Why are you saying this? I just want to buy a fucking present for my brother." 
Uh, yeah, so that was why I was in there, and mm-hmm. then I saw this, and I, I bought it. Fair but, enough. Yeah, so a bit disappointing. I've also um, wanted to just tell you a quick story. Mm. So um, recently, uh, my brother and I went to Heart of Gaming. Oh. Now this is like this is like a only peripherally related because mm. we it was his birthday, so we went out to this. Um, gaming arcade mm-hmm. where they bought up all the old arcades from like Japan the Trocadero things no like ice, this yeah. and repaired them so it was pretty awesome and we spent the day we played like uh, Point Blank they had Street Fighter Rainbow Edition which was like a hacked version yep. that was quite popular in the 90s like loads of weird obscure Mate, arcades but you know do you know the racing game Daytona USA oh Daytona yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah so the last thing we did right we was um, playing that and they had eight machines linked up nice and just as my, my brother and I are about to walk off and leave we see this couple like out on a date oh, like yeah. 25 or so yeah. right yeah and they're sitting down I'm not sure let's wait for it's them to finish their race and then we'll get on the next one we sat like four arcades over and we'll just fuck them up and uh, the um, <laughs> we we got on it right and they they yeah. uh, hey, they'd swapped seats because the bloke was uh, blaming his Steering cabinet yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah. so um, they'd swapped seats and he was already so I roll with this one we managed to so the girl was pretty much was quite good and mm. she was level with us for most of the race. Mm. At the end of the by the end of the race I'd lapped the bloke and then cunted him up a wall and he his his um I was gonna say ship, his car flew up the wall. He was absolutely raging, started oh. hitting the fucking steering wheel and he was like, Fuck's sake Oh no And um, the both of them rage quit as soon as the race was over. Oh no And it was funny we got outside and Sean was like, um he he, he was like, I feel like I was a good cap to the day and I was like, yeah. What ruining that yeah. new couple Mission date. accomplished, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. Just, it was so funny, man. It was brilliant. And uh, we, yeah, we were, we were like drinking beers as we yes. were playing as well. So. Where's that, Croydon? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's um, in the Whitgift Centre. Yeah. So if you're in the UK, go and visit it. Because it used to be in a sh- really shitty part of Croydon. Yeah. Well, part of the same mall. But now it's got like the polish it deserves. And mm-hmm. it's got... It, loads of really obscure games. They've got all the time crises, oh, the nice. uh, House, House of the, of the Dead. Dead. Yes! Yeah. Well, they've got one through four as well, <gasps> which is awesome. Wow. Because I very Number rarely two see was four. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got, I don't know if you remember, it's called like, fuck, it's called like Wave something, but it's like a game where you, uh, two people sit in a kayak and try and steer a kayak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. classic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It's not related to RPGs, but I just wanted to tell that Good story game, about mate. how I destroyed yeah, a person's that's, life. That's fun. Ruined a date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. All right, well, that is it pretty much for what we've been saying. Ooh. Shall we do a main subject? Yeah, sure. I'd, I know there was a couple of other things on the list, but I decided to skip them. Okay. Because they're a little bit boring. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sure you don't want to tell everybody about your Switch game? No, that's all right. All right. Uh, it'd be boring. All right, fine. I realise that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> main. Subject. Have you seen an alien, please? Have you seen a chef? Please. Please. Alien, a film so scary, your shit will shit its pants. Nobody can hear you scream. I went a bit sore there. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Xenomorph. Nobody like to play the game. (laughs) You're on a ship where everybody's screaming. It's the alien RPG. But no one can hear you scream. You'll feel a bit like Batman. (laughs) Moving over to Batman. (laughs) Batman, it's your turn. My parents are dead. (laughs) Why am I? Why? <laughs> Why do I act like a bat? So, uh, what would you like to do with your your move then, Batman? My parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Got a score to sell with a Joker. And then the Joker's two seats over. He's like, "Can we just drop it?" Please? Yeah, yeah mate. Hell, we made up. Let's just play the bloody RPG. Yeah, Let's have on. fun. <laughs> so yeah, Alien. It's a good film, yeah, right? Good and film. if you haven't seen it, 
It's a good film. Well, it's a franchise. Um, I would recommend one and two are definite watches. I think uh, Alien Resurrection is very good, but for different reasons. Weird. Yeah, and Alien for yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely watch one or two. I mean, it's one of them few. You know, like there's a few films where they say that the sequel out outrates the original, and mm-hmm. there's not many, but I would say Alien. Zzz, sorry, Aliens number two is is a good uh, a good runner for that, and also obviously Terminator two. Much better than Terminator 1. No two ways about it. Well, I'm not a big Terminator fan, but I will say Alien and Aliens, I think, are as good as each other. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about it is, is like, um, Aliens is a very different film. Because the trouble is, when, you, when you've when seen the monster, that's when it, start, when it gets less scary. That's true, yeah. So they just went, well, you've seen the monster, so let's make an action Let's film. get some Marines in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. really good. So, yeah, I mean, we, we're going to talk about the Alien RPG today. And what what is kind of cool, Nick, is mm-hmm. I've got... I've got my own little list here Good Of alien facts Oh okay So good. Uh, I'm going to interrupt Every so often With some brilliant Alien facts That I've researched From the internet um, But yeah So uh, the alien films For those that don't know Originally made by Ridley Scott In 19 Something 81 maybe Something like that 82 Something like that Early 80s And it's all about A uh, sort of The crew of a spaceship Called the Nostromo mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, And it goes wrong Right now, I'm, I don't mean to spoil this, but they're an alien yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gets on board, and he's really annoyed. He's really annoyed. So, but um, yeah, I mean, most people know about it. So, um, Modifius, their recent thing is picking up good licensed things and making RPGs. That's of them, right. Alien being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so well, we haven't really done any prep, so we're just going to sort of chat about it. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you questions. Sure. So the first one. What do you do in Alien RPG, and what types of character do you play? Oh, okay. Well, that's a good question. So, there's um, it's quite it's quite a broad game. So, if you want to run the Alien film, you absolutely can. Um, there's tools for that, but also you can run all sorts of things. You could be a, a, a platoon of Marines. You could be some civilians. That, that you could be, uh, you know, like space truckers, like 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 um, transporting shit through the galaxy. So, do we? So, so is it like? So it's actually quite quite open. It's yeah. not always set on a spaceship. No, it's not always an, it's not always a set on a spaceship, and it's just a you know a bunch of uh, you know space truckers stuck on a, stuck on a spaceship with an alien. There's all sorts of stuff you can have. You can play missions on 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 stars, on colonies. Well, I suppose aliens is on. <clears throat> A planet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So aliens is when they go to a mining colony that's like right out in the outer veil. Um, that's right. And, yeah, and yeah. obviously, you know, the, the big corporations from Earth, yeah, Yutani. Uh, what's it called? Um, Wayland Yutani. Yutani. And there's loads. I mean, obviously, you get all the information about all the big corps. Uh, but they, you know, they 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 go to planets looking for materials, minerals, all this kind of stuff like mining. Well, because um, I heard it. I heard it once put. Now this is pretty interesting. This isn't one of my facts, mm. but apparently, with haunted house movies. Mm-hmm. And Alien is essentially a haunted house movie, but the the house is a spaceship. But apparently, yeah. there's always uh, in all those films, there's always a sin, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't remember what it is in um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but in Alien, the sin is greed. Right, in Alien okay, Kutani, yeah. So it's like the greed outweighs being sensible in any way whatsoever. and that's why it all goes wrong yeah. yes yeah, exactly absolutely. Gotcha. Like, well, the reason you know aliens went so bad for those people is because they went there in the first place exactly but the corporation <laughs> wanted it yeah um, but yeah I, I, I think they're very very good films and so in the game you could play civilians marines you could scientists truckers. space truckers you could be um, rebels do you know but what I mean but yeah. it's typically supposed to be horror 
well again it depends what type of horror you can as well so the book goes into detail as well and it says you know what type of horror experience you're looking for are you looking for like a more sci-fi kind of like you said when you don't know where the monster is and the whole the whole thing is building up the tension or is it that you already know the aliens there and you're going in like a it's like a, a squad going in to wipe them out exterminate right. them um, and you can kind of play it however you want to play it so it's that's the beauty of it is that it is it goes into the different types of horror and sci-fi and, and it's obviously whatever you're kind of looking for but then also you have obviously your two types of of game yeah so you told me that there's a cinematic game and a campaign game. campaign play and cinematic so we'll play, get yeah. into that but first so that we can talk about how it affects the mechanics what are the mechanics of the alien rpg yeah. how is the game basically played and then we'll get into the different modes of play okay yeah so 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 mechanic wise nice and simple um if anyone's played uh, mutant year zero it's exactly the same thing so you have a you have a pool of d6s um depending on what you're like so you add your skill and your ability together and then say that's five you'd roll five dice um any sixes is, an, is a success great if you're rolling stress dice um which you pick up stress as you play if you get a one on them then you have to roll on stress table so it sort of simulates like adrenaline because it's like you're paranoia. more likely to succeed but you're also more likely to get a negative effect because if you roll a one on the stress dice you can get a bunch of different mm-hmm. effects yeah exactly that so if you get so if you get a one on uh, on any of your stress dice when you roll for a normal roll you can still sometimes the action that you're doing will still succeed but you must run, roll on the panic table first well no so yeah you add so you roll a d6 adds your current stress level so if you've got two two in stress and then you roll d6 and you get let's say four mm. plus the two that's six you're fine anything over six the table starts doing stuff to you right. oh yeah yeah you're right yeah so so it's like it will still count as a success isn't it or yeah. but but like you do it but you're panicking exactly. as you're doing it so uh, if exactly you're like that. trying to operate the computer you're mm-hmm. just like <laughs> yeah uh, yeah exactly that, that was me and typing it, and it really emulates the kind of you know building up the tension and it's called it like um so in 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 um alien and much like um mutant year zero you can push a roll so uh, if you don't succeed on a roll anything that didn't come up a one uh, or a six you can roll again mm-hmm. um and also you can obviously succeed and still push if you want to do better but um but the thing is with alien which wasn't the same in mutant uh push when you push a roll no matter what you take stress take one stress every time well in mutant year zero wasn't it do you take a damage or something might like have been actually I can't remember, yeah it comes yeah. to think of it yeah something like that but yeah yeah so you push you get a stress automatically yeah and then that's going to be added onto your next that's rolls. right exactly that you know and then uh, anything over six all the way down to like whatever the table goes up to could be like you panic you run you uh you start you, crying frozen yeah yeah start oh yeah screaming yeah. you know drawing attention to yourself this kind of stuff and so um that uh, actually your mm-hmm. attention was the buzzword Ooh. you've you've locked in um, here we go here it comes here comes an alien <laughs> fact did you know that uh, ridley scott's real name is actually wiggly scott but he legally changed his name to ridley in 1985 when somebody informed the informed him that wiggly is not a real name <laughs> <laughs> alien facts alien facts <laughs> So, so, so that's stress, and the idea of the stress is obviously so you can you can get rid of stress through rest and stuff. But obviously, when you're uh, uh, let's say you're on an abandoned ship, you know, classic classic mission, um, you know, finding a safe place to be able to rest is one thing, right? So, if you can find a secure place and rest, you can reduce your stress. But the idea is, is that you know, the more stress you get, the more it's going to keep building up until you get back. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that's your kind of that's your kind of main mechanic that kind of pushes that kind of tension, mm. um, and then 
yeah, like I said, so it's a D6 thing. You roll D6s to succeed. Um, damage is very simple. You just have a weapon that does two damage. If you succeed, you take you just take off two damage. Oh, cool. Simple as that. Um, but the big thing is with the aliens um, is that you have a stealth mode and you have a uh, basically not, not combat mode. Yeah, so on our on the one we played so we're playing one of the scenarios from the book mm-hmm. and it was like we go over we find this old derelict ship and it's like a legendary one that went missing yep. and of course the corporation wants us to go aboard and try and get any um, valuable data yep. and equipment and, people, and so we, we go if, over there if, 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 if any people are there to rescue him yeah. so the second we go on the ship we go into turn mode that's right and I thought actually I don't know I don't know if you're actually supposed to tell the ta- the players yeah I'm not sure either you're, but I thought it was kind of funny because we got onto the ship and obviously I don't want to meta and be yeah. like well obviously there's going to be an alien on there so <laughs> yeah. we're acting as if you know we don't know and then suddenly like in the midst of all of it he's like right Harrison what do you want to do uh, Ryan, what do you want to do? We're moving about, and then Nick goes, "Right, just take my turn." I'm like, "Oh no!" It's like it's like you know something's moving about yeah, on yeah. there, and I was just like, "It re- actually knowing that little fact, we mm. were just uh, we were just like, oh fuck, something's going on." Yeah, yeah. I know, and that's we, the whole thing. It could be right behind you, and you yeah. don't even know, and you don't know, because because you're in stealth mode as well. It's like the uh, so I don't want to give too much of the rules away for my side, but to explain it as well so you don't have to so if if a, if a player sees an alien with it so the way the game's done is it's all broken out into sectors so you'll be on a ship and each area will be classed as a sector and um, depending on you know environmental issues and stuff it might be harder to pass for a sector say it's got I don't know zero grav uh, oil like on crap the floor. everywhere oil on the floor you know this kind of stuff um, and you can you can look through a sector as a turn or you can pass through two if you're moving oh, okay. uh, if you see what I mean and um, same goes for the the aliens right so that they can do the they move around in stealth mode but they won't um, they don't have to attack so so you might see an alien in your room let's mm. say uh, but it might be in a kind of um, stasis mode right so maybe it's been kind of like um, like hibernating or it's looking for a better moment or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that and you might see it but it might not have noticed you so you can still sneak past it and stuff like that and and then once it's been revealed or you attack it or whatever then you're obviously going to combat mode it's a completely different set of rules right. um, but it's, there's that difference between the stalking and the and and the actual fighting and you know we all know from the films and stuff aliens they're pretty tough right they are tough they got they got acid blood they got they got whipping tails they got secondary mouth secondary mouth you know it's a bit I, I mean we haven't got to a fight yet so I don't know what it's going to be like but part of me wonders whether it's a bit like Cthulhu yeah I, if that's you're fighting that, an alien you're doing something you're wrong. doing something wrong I actually yeah. I actually thought that was going to be the case and then. Um, yeah, so the last thing we did is that one of our players, because because obviously our characters, we don't we don't. It's obviously I, I was even making jokes about it. My character's mm. the captain. Somebody's like, uh, "Captain, can I have a gun when we go across there?" And I'm like, "No. What do you think we're gonna do? See an alien? You idiot? <laughs> yeah, what, exactly. What are the chances are that? Oh, and then yeah. uh, obviously um, uh, we go to the ship. Two of us went one way. Mm-hmm. One of us went the other way yeah. because I'm the captain. I don't think there's going to be an alien on there. <laughs> and then we got, I get a call on the comms from uh, from my brother's character, who's the HR guy, and he's like, uh, "Captain, there's some eggs in here." I'm like, "You better not be shitting me again. If this is one of your pranks, there ain't no eggs in here." Oh, it's so good, and it's the same with the films. You know that kind of um, that kind of feeling of hopelessness, and that being as well represented in the gear. So you know, you play a normal game, you get your starting gear, you've all got a gun, you've all got a weapon, whatever. What have we got? I think the ship's. Got Got one pistol. It's got one, but we do have a flamethrower. We've got flamethrower, but, but it's put a, and, a, and a, um, a cutting tool. That's it. But yep. those are tools, yep. and they're not to be brought out on a mission like this. So mm-hmm. I, I left them where they are. That's I gave right. the one gun 
to uh, the other guy, mm-hmm. and I think I took something like a screwdriver. Or something. Exactly. I can't remember. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I gave the HR guy a hole punch because we don't like him. Because <laughs> he's like trusted. He's like Toby from the office. Exactly. Like we we just hate him. Oh my! But actually, reminds me like like speaking of the alien design. Mm-hmm. Here comes my second alien. Go fact. on, lay it on me. The alien in Alien yeah. was very famously designed by HR Geiger. But there were many designs before they settled on the xenomorph we see in the films. One scrapped idea resembled a toaster with legs. But unfortunately, they had to scrap it because nobody could fit in the costume. <laughs> Alien fact. Alien fact. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the... Um so I like that idea as well. So obviously, and another nice thing as well that, that kind of adds to that kind of dread is that um, if you're on your own ship uh, and it's operating as usual and everything's fine, then you have your supplies. You have your air, you have your electric supply, you have your food, you have your water. No In our case, powdered quesadillas. That's right. Yeah, there, was exactly. a kid that's, there was a kid, that um, a, a stowaway that got on board <laughs> and uh, we've been giving all of the HR guys rations to him. And he was like, it was so funny, he ate two meals and he was like, oh, I'm too full of anything. Benjo, yeah. Yeah, bless him. So yeah, so they got stowaway. So, so when you're out in a... Uh, uh, well, basically, not in, not on the ship. You're in your suit. After every kind of action or move, as well, you also need to roll uh, your air supply, mm-hmm. uh, which we were just about to get to actually at the end of the last session. Um, obviously, to ensure that your air supply is okay. So basically, you have a supply amount, and if you roll under, you're fine. If you roll over, it might be the other way around. You, you drop down one, right? And that and that, and that obviously represents your oh, limited a, air it supply. It does the same with ammo, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah same yeah. thing. And also, uh, if you use like, so I don't know if I think did you bring the scanners with you or did you leave them on the ship? motion detectors i think someone uh, might have one yeah i, I hope so i hope me too because uh, I, I i was very <laughs> frugal with the equipment because i don't want to get my pay yeah, docked yeah fair if, enough if something goes missing yeah, yeah exactly that's unaccounted for well yeah because because uh, that was that was another kind of cool mechanic and i um i think maybe we'll move on to the cinematic versus campaign yep. stuff but we each had for each episode of this plot point campaign was it called uh What's that? The, what's the plot point campaign called that you're running? Oh, so Chariot of the Gods we're running. Chariot of the Gods, right? Yeah. For each one, uh, each player has like a card. What is it called? Like an intention? Oh, it's an agenda. So agenda. yeah, three agendas, yeah. And you keep that secret from the That's other right. players. So uh, thankfully, I don't think they listen to this. So mine was um, that... I'm trusting for the money. Let's get this job done yeah. and go fucking home. I don't Absolutely. really care. I'm going to do the minimum to get by. So that was kind of what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, I'm not getting my fucking. No, it makes paid sense. Off. And it's really fun. And that's exactly it. And you, so all the characters have agenda cards. And the way that the adventures, the cinematic adventures, are kind of broken out is they're, they're broken into three acts, a bit like mm. a film. Um, and then after each act, you will dish out new cards because the people's agendas can change. Mm. Um, and obviously, you have a little kind of debrief after every act to see if you have played your agenda. You don't have to tell. The rest of the players, what your agenda is, you just need to have a discussion with the GM to say, and the GM will know. So you say, "Yeah, I feel like you did play your." And you get extra XP. You'll get story points, so you get experience. So it's a bit like Benny's, really. Um, you get you get story points, yeah. Mm. And and that's and that's kind of it as well. So the way. <clears throat> The way cinematic play is done is exactly that. It's done like a film. And you've yeah. got three acts. You've got you can have pre pre generated agendas and stuff that you can give characters that kind of push a story. It's a lot more kind of a lot goes on in a small amount of time a smaller amount of time should I say and it's more geared up for not a one shot but that one shot feel or like a short three to four episodes absolutely yeah, you don't yeah. need all the backstory you've got a pre-generated character a lot of the time or, or, or uh, and you said and and it, it flows a lot quicker whereas mm-hmm. the campaign play is a lot more geared up for exactly that creating a character building on a character mm-hmm. in a larger world so you know I said from the beginning you guys if you ever if we ever play a campaign world apparently Ridley Scott said once um, that the alien world is set in the same world as, as Blade Runner and if you were to go back to Earth it's Blade Runner well and it's a good thing Modifius for making the Blade Runner there RPG right so that's so. exactly it 
so I so I've said that from the beginning. It's exactly the same thing. If you guys were to ever travel to Earth, it would be Blade Runner. Well, what you've done is you said you know just you're you're going to run this short one if we want to carry on playing. Absolutely, and I think that's a very good way of doing mm. it because when it comes to online games, people can be really flaky. Yes, yes. But yeah, I think that'd be really cool if yeah. we, if any of us survive the mission. Well, this is it. Maybe this we'll is, get back. This is it. You know, and that, and that's very much the the game does bang on like that. You know, don't be surprised if characters die because it's not that kind of game. It's not a game where you're building up your character and you're going to have him forever. Well, it was kind of funny because we were saying before the game, yeah. if we do encounter an alien, we're going to feed Sean's character to him. <laughs> and it was just so funny that you picked the HR guy oh, out of all of them. Oh, so like, Toby, yeah. We, we were actually like that. We, we, during the game, I was just like, right, you're getting fed to the alien, mate. Mm-hmm. If, yep. we see, if we see an alien, you're getting fed to it. Motherfucker. Um, yeah, all right. Well, um, so campaign play mm. so cinematic play is obviously it's broken down into smaller chunks yep. and you don't sweat the small stuff basically no, that's it, yeah. so but campaign plays is it does it actually have different mechanics or is it just is it just the way that that's a very you play good the question game? actually well while you look that up uh, yeah. here's my uh, Let's have a we're going to have a quick alien fact ladies give and us an alien fact the sequel to alien aliens was originally called simply alien but this was changed when Sigourney Weaver approached director James Cameron on set and told him that it was the same name as the first film. Cameron simply added an S on the end, which was a happy accident because it also reflected the inclusion of more than one alien. <laughs> fact. <laughs> alien fact. Right, campaign play, here we go. So, Yeah, so cam- campaign play is essentially just a lot more content. So there's it's more open world, you can kind of... You, you build your characters up you kind of rather than being down an adventure line where you've got a assistant scenario that's been set mm. up for you it's kind of I would imagine you'd start a campaign game much like a, a D&D one you know you'd start in an inn maybe but it'd be a spaceship inn yeah 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 and it's more open world and down to what the players want to do and building up to players over time and that wouldn't necessarily always be like a horror situation no it might not be, just ho- be like you do whatever the hell you want maybe you've all gone back maybe you're on vacation for a week and you've you know you've got a bit of leave and you decide that you want to go planet hopping and go to some bars and stuff and you're at the you're at the bar, yeah. And one of the one of the guys was like, "Wow, that waitress looks really hot. She's got quite a long tail." And then you sit next to her, and you're like, "What?" And it turns around, uh oh, wearing the uniform, it's a xenomorph. <laughs> well, I would love to play. I wonder if it would actually work. But have you seen Spaceballs? No, I haven't. Right, so space, so Spaceballs is a amazing spoof film that takes the piss out of Star Wars, Alien, all them, all them kind of popular things from that time, and um, it's fantastic, mate. It's it's so funny, but it's it's all proper slapstick and that. But obviously, there's a scene where there's a chest burster and stuff, and it pops out and starts singing, <laughs> and um, yeah, and imagine doing more of a comedy feel to it. So you can still have the scariness of Alien, but obviously if you're off planet or in the colonies where there is no alien infection or anything going on, you can just have you can just have a normal in, game. In, in the world. Yeah, it's out there somewhere, like, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. not where you guys are right now. Yeah. What? So what we're talking about is that somebody maybe, you're at the bar, mm-hmm. instead of it being behind the bar, you look out, they've got one of those telescopes, you know, yeah. you get it like shore, <laughs> the shore of places. Yeah. You put in 20p, you look into the, into the sky to look at a distant star. What do you see? Someone's waving at you. He's like that. He's, he's pointing and doing that. <laughs> yeah, that just that points cut, and cut yep. throat sign. And you know, something's coming, guys. Um, I think we should have bought the mission. And uh, you're Wayland, you tiny's like, no, you're going, mate. You're going, buddy. And you go too close to the sun, it jumps on. Wait, or you could, but you could play. So campaign play keeps it right open, gives you all the background for the corporation stuff. Maybe you're a bunch of top 
uh, Utani guys. So you're not the grunts anymore. You're the big boffs. And that maybe be... you're out on a, I don't know, you know when like the CEO goes and does a you're little You're the ones giving like the really <laughs> terrible missions. Yeah. But eventually all your staff, your staff keep dying. Yeah, you don't know what's going reasons. on. Yeah. And then so, so eventually the CEOs have got to go out themselves. Exactly, mate. Exactly. You know, and it's and it's and and it gives you a lot of information. It gives you all the star maps. It gives you all the um, all the kind of, like I said, the backgrounds of all these big corporations. But I get it. So the, the campaign play, the way it differs is that the cinematic play is more structured like a film. Yes. And Absolutely. to an extent, with a bit more prompting and like murder mystery elements. Yeah, that's it. it. Yeah. Exactly that. And then a campaign is more whatever you want to make it, basically, whatever you want that campaign to be. Cool. Yeah, um, well, we'll cool. move on to the next part of uh, the RPG in a second. Mm. But I'm, I've got we've got two more alien. Yes. Bags. I think I'll just get them both out now because okay. these are probably the best ones. <laughs> so the part of Sigourney Weaver in the Alien film was originally going to be played by Tim Curry. <laughs> But Sigourney was given the role because she shared a name with the movie's um, protagonist, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> Tim Curry did audition for the role, but apparently became confused when people called him Sigourney Weaver. Right. Uh, the last one is uh, to, <laughs> to prepare for his role in Alien Resurrection. Ian McKellen actually went on a trip to space. Unfortunately, due to a mechanical failure, he was un- unable to make it, make it back to Earth for many years. <laughs> so his uh, part was given to Ron Perlman. <laughs> What, the cat, or the, the cat or the human? Is there a cat? You've not that? seen the cat that looks like Ron Perlman? No, I've got. Oh I've, my god! I want to see this now. Look at that. Just put Ron Perlman cat. Ron Perlman cat. They were they were they were separated at birth. <laughs> I that's what, that's that. worrying. I've never seen nothing like it. Uh, let's have a look here. Ron Perlman cat. Oh my god! <laughs> it really do, it really does yeah, look like it's him. The same guy. Yeah, Google that. <laughs> also, Google five hundred uh, dinosaur with five hundred teeth. Okay. <laughs> Google it now, Nick. Have a look on your phone. Dinosaur with 500 teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. like meat spin, is it? No, it's not like meat spin. It's nothing bad. Well, it, well no, just do it. You'll okay. see. 500. <laughs> right, 500 teeth. And then just read out the name of the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's it called, Nick? It's a... Uh, Nigosaurus. <laughs> you, you can go away with it there. You pronounced it differently. Uh, right, anyway, so um, that is, uh, that's Alien. No, uh, no, what are we doing? What are we doing next? What are we doing now? Oh, so the first session that we played, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to talk about my, well, our experience mm-hmm. as, a, as a player. So we we played the first set, the first adventure, and it was a lot of sort of, we, we're basically, we're going to deliver something to another planet. That's it. Yeah. So you're on your way to Sutter's World, which is an offshore colony, uh, yeah. newly newly developed one uh, that they found quite far out. Yeah. Mm. And we wake up and we find that we're actually not on the right course. Mm-hmm. We wake up from cryostasis. Mm-hmm. It turns out our mission has been changed because they found that derelict spaceship and we need to go on and investigate the eggs. Yeah. But what was cool is it was a lot of sort of like, it started like the film mm-hmm. where it was like just sort of ship life and yeah. the people sitting down bullshitting with yeah, each other yeah. and, and, you know, bantering and stuff like this, which was a hell of a lot of fun. And um, yeah, so that was the first episode. I found what I really liked, uh, which probably is um, a part of the, cinematic gameplay was how streamlined it is it's like okay a lot of normal stuff you can just do it mm-hmm. and the atmosphere and the way the ship works is very much like the film yeah yeah. and there was like a room with a computer in it that only the captain oh, could yes. go into yep. and all of this yep. stuff like, and, it's called, and the, ship, the ship's AI is called Mother which is kind of weird but kind of cool well do you know why that is and this is actually a real alien fact yeah. not the bullshit ones go on. I made up but um, it's because H.R. Geiger um, 
he the way he designed the alien it was supposed to be uh, to exploit a male fear of pregnancy yes so that's, that's why when we connect to the other ship it's called an umbilical cord yeah the bloody yeah. things called mother it's yeah. like all subliminal shit but yeah, yeah. um I, I really not. liked it. So mm-hmm. my when we played Gen Lab Alpha, which I think is a really great game, mm. it's very good. But when you're building your dice pools up, so you have different colored dice for attributes, stats, and gear, mm-hmm. and then you roll it and you're trying to get sixes, right? That's right. Yep. And but ones mean something different depending on which colored dice. Absolutely. Yeah. In this, you only have the black dice, so you just all it is is you just pull them all together, roll it, and then you've yep. got the yellow stress dice. That's right. And that I have, think as a the ones, distillation the ones. of the sort of modifious system, mm-hmm. I really liked it because I thought, like, there's no bullshit. It's, no. Just, it's just what the game needs. Yeah. And the stress mechanic is enough to really keep it going. Exactly, exactly, um, yeah. And when it was, like, stuff that we really, really didn't want to fail and people were pushing it, so mm-hmm. like, it gets a lot more stressful. And absolutely. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's that's for, that for me is a really, really kind of... Um, hits the nail on the head with that feeling because you know you're building the tension up the stress is getting higher you guys are getting more panicked and more you know trying to get stuff done or quickly or whatever it may be and it kind of really goes hand in hand with that well it's like one of the things was we were in the umbilical which is obviously not a very safe place to be in comparison to being in an actual spaceship yeah and so we were trying to get the door open very quickly <laughs> yeah. and we put the h we we're sending him first every time by the way we put the hr <laughs> guy when the, the captain's going you gotta go out the front <laughs> and he's like oh, sir that's not my really my expertise and i'm like shut up bitch get in the front open that door <laughs> and i get we pass the cutting tool down like and yeah. then pass it back down like a train love it but um yeah, I, I think, it, and the agenda cards, I think, is sort of the perfect thing as well because mm-hmm. that's that's so um, accurate to horror films. Yes. You know, like yep. if you watch uh, the thing or or the alien movies, in fact, everyone always has their own sort of little plot going on. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. You'll often see like, oh, this person just wants to grab this before he gets it. Like, it's like in Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Which can loosely be determined as a horror film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely. like the guy who just wants to get out of there with the eggs. Do you that's know what it, I mean? Yeah, that's, yeah, he's in it for a scab. That's his agenda. And that's the, and that's the good thing about, um, another nice thing about Alien as well is that feel because you've got like, obviously with your, your adventuring party in a and d game, you all want to be heroes, they all want to be loved by the people, want to get cool stuff, whatever. These lot don't. These lot have got a shite job. They, you know, they're all they're all together because they work together. Yep. Um, you know, and it's very close quarters. Very close quarters. And it's not, they're all, no one's trying to be heroes. They just want to get paid and get home yeah and, and the last thing they want if freaking alien is to be aliened up yeah they do not want eggs yeah um, but yeah I, th- I think uh, one of the things that made the experience so good so we played the session online yep and you got the um, uh, the community content and there was a, an online content pack specifically for this one for right? Roll20 yeah so I bought the so I bought the starter pack um and the I bought the bundle actually to be fair because it was it was better better price but but it basically comes with chariots of the gods and all the rule 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 stuff you need for running alien. So it was all and it, like so what did it include specific for the adventure as well because the, the character sheets were really yes, really so you, nice. So you get all the pre-gens all, already done on the on the roll twenty character sheet where they've got buttons where they automatically roll and stuff like that which is really nice. You get to, you get a token set. You get them. You get some maps. Um, I will say that the um, they were a little bit lazy. Um, whoever done the roll twenty stuff, they just gave you generic player character um, tokens. But you know you guys have got your proper tokens. Yes. That is fan content free. Someone sat and actually bothered to make that because oh, the people good. that sold the 
Roll20 stuff couldn't be asked to. So what did, what did they do? They just uh, they gave you... Oh, so it would have been just like They're a just red a little, circle. It's just a little person. It's oh, just okay. a silhouette of a person. But you, you know, when you're playing an online Roll20 game, you want the face. You want your yeah, character's face Yeah, you've got to get a little bit of... Yeah, so um, that was a little bit of a dud. Apart from that, it's fine. All the handouts are like, you know, all the bits are good and the handouts and stuff and the maps and that. It's enough. But for me... I wanted to add a bit more art. You know, I like to show a picture sometimes when when, when there's mm-hmm. something going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I did do a little bit of work, but it does make your life so much easier because all you need to do, you've got the bare bones. If you want to fluff it up even more, you can, but you can literally... So we had like day. the map of the space, the two spaceships yep. that we were on and you showed us some images, but I guess the images were... You put those in. Yeah, the images were... So inside, I, I put all them in. Um, but the stuff you get with the Roll20 is basically the big star map. So the giant one where it's like the whole of the oh, yeah, known yeah, yeah. Constellation, um, constellations. And then you've got the map of your ship, the map of the ship you're on, and then some other bits I can't tell you about just now. Okay, but apart nice. from that, it's... Yeah, so... So the music, yeah. did that come with it? Nope. Nope, you don't get none of the music. So again, that was fan content, all that wicked music. So that I yeah, got. T- tell us about that because you've you've been raving about this. So yeah, yeah apparently this game is like super fucking well supported. Yeah, by absolutely. Fans. So re- what did you find? Then? Really active at the moment. So I found on um, on Facebook and Reddit, there's a lot of active uh, community people putting together free stuff. Like people love, seem to love writing um, modules for this. So, so nice. the whole the whole um, cinematic play, um, it's really got people's imaginations going by the looks of it. Because so people publish a lot of these adventures, these cinematic adventures. So you. For free. go from like doing this one to then yeah, the next one absolutely. it's like almost like the sequel yeah, of course you can yeah exactly yeah. that and the uh, the one that comes with the beginner box as well um, which I'm hoping we're um, we're play uh, depends on how we get on but it's uh, it's basically Hadley's Hope so you know aliens when they go to that place that's yes. Hadley's Hope so you're basically doing the aliens oh, cool. game yeah, um, awesome. for the second one but again there's loads of yeah the, the, the fan base are amazing so they because you know that kind of art, that retro futuristic maps where it's all green writing, sitting over black backgrounds and star charts and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. People love that, and they've been making it. So, so you'll get someone literally just done a load of extra stuff for that Chariots of the Gods, where they've made proper tokens, they've made a load of wicked music that's actually proper like Ridley Scott style mm. music. Um, they've added a couple of extra maps and some shots, and it's just in a zip that they've just been put online for free. And these are doing it all the time. Reddit. Um, and Facebook, if you go like just Google Alien RPG reference sheet, there's loads of nice reference sheets that have been made, and they just seem to be busy all the time. So that little that little video that I showed you, where it just shows you the map trail. Yeah, and yeah. It yeah. said eight weeks. That was someone made that. That weren't that weren't official. That's ridiculous because that that was kind of cool. So um, we saw, yeah, it, Nick had this little video, and we saw like what we saw in the monitors of the that's it. of the uh, the ship, and uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I now, mean, uh, that it really created a lot of atmosphere there. Actually, one thing just to diverge mm-hmm. very slightly that was pretty funny. Nick did a screen share with the online game and showed us the sort of sort of the intro from Aliens where it's looking through the ship. Yeah, and it was it was like right, this is your ship, um, and whatever. And then mm-hmm. all of us were in character, and we were like, you should have cleaned that area. <laughs> yeah, we're losing state of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why nobody done no cleaning? Look at that dust. There's a rat down there. <laughs> and um, but yeah, it was it was it was awesome. But yeah, mm. so the fan content, there's a lot of it coming out. Is it like element. on the subreddit or something like this? Yeah. So I would definitely join the Alien RPG subreddit and I would also definitely join... Uh, so there's two active groups that I'm in on Facebook. One of them is uh, just the Alien one. And yep. I think the other one actually is something like Alien One-Shots or Alien RPG Shorts or cool. something like that. And, cool. and, and 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 yeah, seems to be... There's always like... I mean, I don't go on Facebook much anymore, but you know when you get a notification pop-up, it seems to be someone's made something right, Alien right. and published it. So it's 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 quite a trend, trendy game at the moment where there's quite a lot though. of fan content. I mean, but that, then it, that is, it's a good time to play it. It is a good 
good time because I've been looking for some stuff for because I'm going to run Deadlands oh, yeah. so I get my 100 quid's worth out of this oh yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> I've been looking Deadlands for a lot of maps again. and I've got to tell you it's not oh do you know it's always a bit sad when like you've missed the boat and you'll yeah. get a game and you're like oh this is awesome and you'll look on the groups and it's like you know someone made a proper good post two years ago and it's all kind of fizzled out you're like, well that, oh, that no. was that was what I was going to say because there's there was a uh, website I found. Uh, I was looking for old West maps to use with, <laughs> yeah. uh, like battle maps and stuff. Yep. And I and there's this guy's like, well, the the basically the only one is this website, and he, he linked to it. And he's like, I've got like 150 different Wild West maps on there. Clicked it. Link's dead now. Error four. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like ages ago. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Do I? So and then somebody was like, oh, you could use these, and he linked to like an American library that had actual old West maps yeah but they're not really very readable or no. well drawn or anything no. No. so it's like oh it's a shame bloody annoying yeah I might just not I might just play Deadlands but using all the alien RPG content yeah that'd be fine <laughs> just be like that'd be fine oh I'd like to play Deadlands do you know what but yeah it's a shame when it goes like that but luckily if, yeah if you, if you do want to get into aliens right now is probably the time to do it mm-hmm. um, there's another one of these coming out soon Oh, another, another box, box set adventure. adventure. Nice, yep. nice. Um, and it doesn't seem like they're slowing down at the moment. So I would definitely, yeah. If it's if it sounds like your bag, now's the time to start playing it. Well, I, I think um, because Mothership's recently come out. Like, yes. Well, so gonna, it's like, that. but that's an OSR space horror along the same veins. But, but they could probably link in together. Yeah. Well, that's they? what I was thinking. But this, what's cool about this one is it, it, it is literally the universe from the films yes it's not a cheap not, I don't want to say cheap knockoff but it's not like an approximation it's not a nod to it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. So if you want to play that world where, where Ripley's still alive you know you can it's all there for you the whole thing perfect I mean I yeah I, I absolutely love it yeah so um, but presentation wise because I think that that, that links in mm-hmm. for the community content mm-hmm. presentation wise I've had a flick through the book when yeah. CJ sent it to us but mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you what do you make of it? I, th- I think it's gorgeous. Yeah, but. it's stunning. It's great. It's all dark pages. The only thing is it's high gloss pages, which look great, but they're bloody difficult to read at night with a light on. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> they that, reflect. Yeah. Mm. But no, it's very good. It's well done. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing less than you'd expect from Free League. They put they put good good books together and they um and they and they present them really well. So as, as you would imagine, it's there's quotes from the film dotted all over the place. Um, it's a nice big fat rule book. Probably what we're talking here. How many pages? I mean, yeah, it's nearly it's nearly four hundred. Ages, oh. you know what I mean? Yeah, um, goes into deep, deep detail about everything you could possibly want to play, and you know, presented quite nicely, like like much of the mutant stuff is easy to follow. A simple rule system with such good content mm. that it, it, you don't need a complicated system because you, you've got every, all the fun in the. In, well, that's in, what in that's that part of, of what I liked about it, and I think you know, the other week we were talking about on the on the bloody podcast, we were talking about uh, modern versus old school yep yep and this is a good, very good example of a good modern game yeah. and in, in fact yeah. like Modifius' games are like a lot of them are mm-hmm. but I've got to say out of the few that I've played this is my favourite at the moment 100% do you know what I loved obviously fell in love with the mutant world because it was the first kind of experience of that system a simple system of really good yes. really really good content and um, I enjoyed the hell out of it and I've got Mechatron that I've not run yet and obviously Mutant and, and uh, Gen Lab. but yeah part of me really likes this because it's but got, it, but it's it was got cool the stress it, mechanic and it's also nailing the feel of those old films yeah. like, uh, and it really does that's the mm. thing it's really really treated it with respect and actually I think through like you know good game design they've actually got as close to that film as you can yeah they really do yeah really, so. I mean well you're so did it feel like the film when you were playing it definitely I yeah. mean it was it's one of those games you know when like 
obviously I I enjoy most of the sessions we play. I mean, aside mm. from the last two, <laughs> but like with this with this like I, it was one of those ones where afterwards we were talking about it for days. Oh it was like, God, yeah. You know, sometimes when you you get like one of those sort of like gadzooks moments in RPGs, yeah. it's like yeah. we kind of had that, and it was um, me and Ryan were down the pub the the other day. Yeah, and he was telling his mate about it. His mate Dan. Yeah, right. Um, who. He's into like Brazilian jiu-jitsu right. and he's like hard and quite cool. Oh, right. And Ryan's like, oh, we played, we played an alien last <laughs> night and I was just like, he, he doesn't give a he fuck about care. this, mate. He don't care so, about but, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, but it was one of those like where Good. we were talking about it, we were like, oh, it was fucking amazing. And uh, obviously two of the players couldn't make it mm. and I was telling uh, one of them, Tomasin, about it the next day and uh, he was he was just like, I'm so fucking jealous. Uh, it's because of his shitty girlfriend, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the... Um, yeah, because it was it was one of the, you know you know you know your you know you do, you know then you know the game's first session's going okay as game mother when um, game mother you're I forgot a, about yeah, that. so yeah so rather than Joe so yeah you do play a GM which stands for game mother in this game game mother in this game which is really funny um, but no what I like about it especially you know every GM does is when you're as a GM when you're trying to find an opportunity to put a bit of the adventure in to progress it slightly because the characters are having so much fun role playing that you yep. just let them get on with it yeah, that, there was no silent moments if yes. anything I was waiting I had to wait for a space to just jump in to say right you've got to go forward because that's, you lot were just chatting doing your thing and that's great and I love that and you know that you're, you, you, you're having a good game when that's happening yeah, you know was, what I mean? yeah 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 it was brilliant man and uh, yeah life. the atmosphere was awesome good so yeah I think it was I, I think I think Alien RPG I'll give it Three xenomorphs mm-hmm. out of three. Oh, top marks. Um, yeah. Last, lastly, I just want to say, any tips for running it, and what do you need to play it? Is there like, do, do you, is there a GM screen or any of this? Yeah. Stuff? So does yeah, absolutely. So if you want to play it across the table, um, absolutely, there's a GM screen. Obviously, the rule book. I think there's a starter set as well. There must um, be a set of dice. Oh yeah. So again, the, the nice thing about this one is, um, well, like all the games, really, you don't you don't need to have the special dice there is a set of special dice which but you just are, need one colour they for come standard rolls one colour for stress exactly. dice so you just it. need you just need say I don't know 66 in two different colours that's all you need and you yep. just need to remember which ones represent your stress and which ones represent uh, your, your normal skill dice and that is it um, but yeah no no there's loads of content you can get the GM screen they come with some nice cards like the agenda cards they get they come in the um, in the box set of the adventure um, there's gear cards you know all that extra stuff that's nice but no to play it just the book really and some diet some d6 cool um, and um, so the one the adventure you're running is mm-hmm. that from the main book no it's not so that's the hadley hope one is in the oh. main book so that one uh did not that's a larger so that destroyer of worlds that i've got is a much larger one it's like a more of a campaigny one um chariot of the gods i think that got released with the beginner set oh okay cool so but there's a few adventures floating around um so someone that's running it first of all um i would definitely say run a cinematic play so get so um get you you know i'm sure you'll have some friends that want to play alien most people do it's quite a popular film well, the good thing about this game you could probably sell it to normies as well oh, just be say. like you, you I know it's a good gateway drug yeah it into is the because, hobby. You, because it's the cinematic one you could just go all oh, right sort of like a murder mystery but it's set in the alien universe do you like that you, film yeah all right there we go then. yeah let's yeah. play this board game I've yeah got, ex- wink. exactly so <laughs> yeah, i yeah. would i would argue that it's quite a good yeah it's quite a good gateway drug into the hobby 100 percent. it's it's one of them ones where you can you know you're not going to put people off that uh might not have experienced anything get your mother-in-law like to play it yeah she'll love it because then you can kill her in the game yeah, yeah. And, and it's all good. good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but no, I would definitely say um, run, run, run a run a short, um, run a short uh, cinematic um, arc, and 
and and just do it like the film because then it would be you know run one of them ones that are just like the film and then your your players if they're into alien will really really enjoy mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. um after that do whatever the hell you like but i would i would set the scene with a very alieny film because um, i think that's that cinematic game i hope this is going to go on for longer than yeah oh it will yeah so the way we're going at the moment and even reading it it says you know when it says like this this adventure can be played in like up to five hours and everyone's like Five sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unless you're rushing it, it's five sessions. So no, this will run for a while. Um, and again, and it's but the the way they're geared up with the free acts, if they do fly through, they will, they can. And if they don't, they, you know, you, you you've got all the content you need to to keep going. So yeah, I would definitely play it. I would definitely play it uh, as a as a as a as a cinematic, um, and definitely get that alien vibe for your first game. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, yeah, just try. Well, like you said, make it like the films. Mm-hmm. It's got to be creepy. You don't yeah. just have the alien burst out. No, away, no, no. You want that impregnating you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want that creeping terror. Um, yes, and that's it, mate. And yeah, it's very good. I must say, it's very, it's good. very good. Mm. I think that was. I think that's a good review. I think. Mm. I think we've convinced people to go and buy it. I think so. I think Medothius, they are some money. Big time. Big time. Big time. Come even on. though you didn't even buy that one. No. And <laughs> no, <laughs> Lord and Saviour bought it for us instead. But there you go. Ah. Yeah, he's a good bloke. He's a good bloke. But yeah, that's Alien RPG by Medothius. Go and check it out. It's really good. And if um, you're already running it, let us know how it's, how it's going so I can nick your ideas. No, yeah, yeah. no that's what we need. We do. <laughs> nick, Nick, uh, he needs ideas. I need ideas. I'm an ideas man. But not right now. But I ain't got none. <laughs> I'm a no ideas man. No, play it's fun. Yep. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we'll go for In break. the yep. future, you will be able to send a letter or parcel from anywhere on the planet. This, sir, is the electro letter. Love it. All right. We're back. We're better. Here's my wife knocking on the door. Millie, yeah. Hello. You look lo- you look ravishing. <laughs> As do you. Oh, thanks. Wow. Um That muffin is looking awfully like a hamster. Someone baked a hamster into my muffin. Electro letters. <laughs> you actually shuffle in the electro letters. No, I dropped one. Here they come. That's my alien they're facts. Coming the, they're coming through <laughs> the coming through the coming through the Electro letters, physical edition. So um, yeah, this is going to be we we're going to dive into the quagmire mm. of your letters and correspondence that you have sent us. Uh, so uh, the first one comes in from Lassie. He says the best advice for GMs to keep the pace during a session session without railroading the players. Also, how do you cure player analysis paralysis? <laughs> it's a mouthful. So the uh, the first one keeping keeping pace. Keeping pace. I, I don't really use any sort of special techniques, but I do run a quite fast-paced game. Mm. But I just sort of like, when somebody's describing their move, once they've got it out, I don't... Before they go into too much detail and start barking on, if yep. they just say, I want to convince the guard of this, I just go, all right, roll it. There and then go. I'll roll it, tell them what happens like, quickly, and yep. then go, right, what are you doing? And we'll just... I think a bit of it is having... A bit of uh, assertiveness. Yes, you've absolutely. just got to, you, you like like just telling players right. What are you doing? Yeah. And another thing is like, uh, I saw on Dungeon Craft's channel, he has a categories counter. So oh, it's right. like yeah. you press it, it, counts down for thirty seconds, and you can hear it going doop doop doop. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah. in, in combat, yeah. he presses the button every time it's somebody's turn. You've got right. that amount of time okay. to figure out what you're going to do. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, and it makes it more more tension. But the worst, the absolute worst thing ever is when it gets to a player's turn during a combat, mm. and they've had five fucking turns mm-hmm. to think of what to do, mm-hmm. and they go, "Oh, what should I do? I don't know." And they're looking over their sheet. Yeah, get a timer. Yeah, stick that's it good on idea. like a thirty-second sand timer or one of those categories. Yeah, ones. that's it. Yeah, um, I get moving. Yeah, but yeah, mostly I think it's just being being assertive and and uh, knowing when to move on. I was just about to say that's the thing, isn't it? It's um, it's it's no, it's kind of being a bit aware of what's going on. So like, you know, if your characters are having a proper chat in character about stuff, great. When it starts getting into like what they're having for dinner, what they think about the weather, then you know it's time to maybe just give them a little nudge. Yeah, uh, and I always go as you're talking, this thing. Yeah, happens. you know, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, sound. whatever. Yeah. yeah, so you can you can just kind of cut cut if it's pointless and you and you can tell the players wanted to do something you can kind of just yeah. do it like that yeah. or also do to move it as well is um a kind of note a player that hasn't had too much input in the past 10 15 minutes and just say like what you did yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah. um and if if the characters are mid-conversation they're just fucking about you know just just pouring drinks on each other in the pub <laughs> you can always just go um yeah go to that player that hasn't done anything in a while ask him and then you cut them straight off mm-hmm. um and just go right you guys are at the other end of the bar what are you doing yeah and, just moves things on. That's it. Move it around a bit. And what's the other one? So, yeah. So, so. Al- analysis paralysis. Analysis paralysis. What is analysis That's paralysis? like when you have too many options ah. and the players spend all night discussing plans. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I this this can happen a lot, but in my games, it's kind of, I keep it explicit when it's time to do a plan. It's a plan. Yeah. And it's a planning stage. And we yeah. know we're in planning stage and we know that we've got a set amount of time to make sure our plan, or, we, or it's when we say the plan's ready, but we know we're, we're planning. Yeah. But you've. But I think you've got to kind of adjudicate because you could plan all night for one simple thing. But you and, do though, do you? Because you'll go, right, so that's that part to get through the door. So how are yeah. you going to sort out this part? Yes, exactly. So, because you can often be a popular, like, okay, we sneak into the building and then the players will discuss several several ways. And yeah. I like if I if I feel like it's getting to the point where we're going around in circles, mm-hmm. I will just go right. So everyone put their hands up. Who wants to uh, repel in off a helicopter? Yeah. Who wants to climb up the side of the walls? That's it. And then we go. All right, moving on. Next part of the plan, and you you just kind of because because the trouble is when they're coming up with too many options, you just go okay. You can just stop them and just say. Look, okay, so we've got about five different options here. Who wants to do this one? Who wants to do That's this it. one? That's it. Finalise, and then next part. Yeah, because sometimes I think the, uh, sometimes the players just don't know they're doing it. Do you know what I mean? Oh no, it's definitely like, not. And or you're like you'll you'll be talking about one idea which you think is really good, but then someone will pop in with an opinion and you, that you haven't thought about, and then before you know it, you're back to square one. Yes. And, yeah, and you can you can you can fall into that loop. I know. I mean, another good one is like like with mass battles. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked talked about my uh, mass battles system on one episode, mm-hmm. and now. You can you can also do planning stages like that. Mm. Just say if once you get to the planning stage, let's say for example you're in Shadowrun and you're doing a heist from a museum. Yep. Ow. Um, you just go. Um, you just say to the players, okay, right for this heist, you've mm-hmm. got five big maneuvers that you can take. Yeah. And this is these are going to be the five encounters of the night that we're going to do. So the first step, you want to case the building. Yep. So tell me what's your plan for doing that mm-hmm. and once you think that they've got enough detail just go okay moving on yeah. step two what that's are you doing it. and then that's that's kind of it you because you could just sit back and let them chat and let them plan but ideally you want things to happen yeah that's right so that's i think right. i think just you've you've just got to be that kind of guy that's just like okay right i'm writing that down that's, that's the, the plan yeah and yeah. it will happen because yeah bless bless players they want to chat and yeah we've all done it and it's fun planning but you can get lose track of time uh, yeah and also if if it's like there are so so many options yeah, you've just yeah. got to 
make it clear right nail down one of them yeah and especially if they're not um especially if they're not like you know like sometimes it's like right you've got like you know you've got to go in there tomorrow and they've got an evening to sort it if it's like a kind of they've got as much time as they like because it's down to them when they want to execute the plan then that's another problem very good they're just like oh we'll go get some bits for that and we'll do that well when i see rpg has quite a good mechanic for that and Mm -hmm. they say because but but, uh, the reason i keep bringing up like heists is Mm because that's often where loads of planning happens or if they're making an attack on a specific person Mm -hmm. or doing an assassination whatever yeah but that often happens and in ICRPG you've got the timer mechanic so yeah. it, you you kind of the way it boils down is that you have three different types of time there's moments that's mm-hmm. what happens in combat there's hours and then there's days right yeah. so if you say right you've got you roll the d4 which is your timer dice and every mm-hmm. time you go once around the table it goes down a number uh, okay, so yeah. if you were doing let's just say again Shadow Ryan uh, Shadow Ryan Shadow Ryan. <laughs> Shadow Ryan. Um, if you're doing Shadow Run and they, the highest is a museum, mm-hmm. you plop the timer dice down and you go, right, you sort of either instinctively know or you've heard that in D4 uh, days, mm-hmm. that's when the uh, that's when the, the artifact is being locked in the vault. Gotcha. Do you know? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then that means, okay, well, now everyone gets to take one turn per Ready day. or not, you've got that. Yeah, that's you've got to do got. it. Yeah. yeah, you're exactly right. That's nail on the head is mm-hmm. timing mm-hmm. is really important because mm-hmm. if you say you've got this high start it's always there don't worry about it you know you've got as we'll long get as it when we're ready yeah yeah well then they'll just spend the next six months of games planning exactly. for it uh-uh, it got moved <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 totally so um yeah good that that's analysis paralysis we've solved that problem there you go next up world hunger <laughs> uh, lassie he has another question he said if you had to play in a game with any british prime minister dead or alive as gm who would you pick and why oh so the prime minister's gm in your game what Maggie there? Well, I was going to say Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> because because Margaret Thatcher, you know, that would be edgy as each stuff. She would not give a fuck about you. You yet, like you'd have to play the best fucking D and D you've ever, ever. played. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you're getting fucked. Yeah. And oh mate. The, the, you know, you know, she wouldn't be doling out experience. Roll you know. initiative. <laughs> but she she has, she's a person that has no compassion. <laughs> so I think that actually that would be quite a fun game to play. <laughs> it would. It would. Is there any uh, rigor? Nope. <laughs> do we get any experience for that because you know no. I really dealt with it uh, but 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 also I will say this um, I, uh, I I did kill the goblins in a very spectacular way so do they have any loot yeah. on them or anything like this no 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 fuck off piss off closed yeah, uh, yeah, it's got to be Maggie. Thatcher, it's got to be Maggie, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The old battle axe. Yeah. I also feel like Theresa May might be quite a good. <laughs> I just want to see her walking up to. That's the, what uh, I was thinking, right? GM you, know, you, know, you know, she would be doing the. Um, she'd be doing all the actions <laughs> and the she, voices. And, and she walks up to her GM screen. She'd be like doing that dance that she did. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That, that, I think those those are the two right answers. I yeah. mean, because the other ones, because all the other prime ministers we've had are quite boring. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, can you imagine uh, fucking John Major? <laughs> no, no. What would happen in his games is that if you if you got off of his railroad, he'd just lean over the screen and punch you. Yeah, exactly. That's what would happen. Exactly that. Yeah, John John Major would be that. You know, that's a way to put fear into your players, right? You're playing Alien RPG. John Major's running it, and you just see him. You see him going red. He's getting angry. You're getting slapped. That screen's falling down, and he's coming at you. Yeah, and he's like, you, 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 he's like, okay, yeah. You pull up next to the uh, next to the derelict spaceship. Do you go in? And we go no. And you just see him, <laughs> mate. <laughs> you're gonna get punched. Oh, what about George Galloway? Oh no, he's not. Prime he went Minister. A PM. 
but he'd be mad to start doing his cat impression. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He could he could be the cat. You could play Gen Lab Alpha. <laughs> Red Dwarf. Play Red Dwarf. Oh, we've got. I'm going to make a jingle of that. I'm going to make a jingle of that. Like, like um, so we're playing Gen Lab Alpha. What character do you want to pick? And then he's like, Do you want me oh. to be the cat? <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, the Batman, he says, same question as above, but British Monarch. Oh. So, uh, yeah, British Monarch has to run a game for you. Okay, that's fine. Um, if you really want edgier seat stuff, it's got to be old, it's got to be old Emery, isn't it? Henry VIII. Uh, of your head. You, you, you would either be beheaded mm-hmm. or survive. That's and it. that's the real tension. And that's the real thing. So, so do you reckon Henry a bit will be a bit like, so if you die the game, you But die. the trouble is, you know, what's that song, song, right? 24, no, four and 20 blackbirds yeah. made a pie. Yeah. So, the trouble right, is, right, no, you wouldn't be able to understand him because he'd have his mouth full of crow pies the whole time. Just <laughs> Talking eat, in old English. Just eat, yeah, <laughs> eating, loads of, eating loads of crows, fucking having a heart attack midway through. You should get the game at Hampton Court. It's quite nice. Yeah, but you might get your Hampton Court. But you might get your Hampton Court off. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, um, yeah, that, that, I don't know. Uh, what's, the, what's the one from The Favourite? Who's that? Queen Anne... Oh shit! Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, because she's a bit mental. I feel yeah. like you, her games would be very gonzo. Wacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. That'd yeah. be such a, that's such a good film. And she, yeah, and she'd be like, "Do you want to raise some lobsters? If, if, Why if, if, not? <laughs> if your lobster wins, <laughs> then you succeed on this role. If not, I'm going to shoot you. You're going in the stocks. <laughs> You're going in the stocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think those are two good answers. Okay. I feel like uh, maybe what was his name? Richard the Third. Oh, well, uh, Richard the Third. Yeah, that's him. Well, what about old Lionheart? Who's he? Richard the First. I don't know. Okay. Well, I know nothing about British history. Sadly. Very good, is it? Two, two men of the Isles. But I feel like King, no, the King James, the one who united Scotland and England. You know, much to the chagrin of a lot of people. Yeah. I oh, feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel as if he would be a good guy who would actually keep the game going. Yeah, yeah. Because he united true. two countries wrote that really that, didn't wrote, get along. Wrote all our history. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So he'd, he'd, it would be a very deep world. Yeah. You know the group wouldn't break up because he's good at That's uniting true. He'd keep people it all together. Speaking of it, actually, The Last Kingdom, that series on Netflix, that would make a good game. That would yeah, it would. Really good uh, game. Ryan accurate, was telling me about historically that. Historically accurate RPG, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I thought I was getting when I bought bloody RPG Pundit's uh, Rose War, but uh, unfortunately mm. it has that thing that I mentioned before with the France being ruled by actual frogs. Because <laughs> he's a racist. <laughs> um, he, uh, Buckman also follows up with, how would you change alignment in D&D, or would you change alignment in D&D? What? Um, so what he means is the system of alignment, not not oh. how would your character change alignment. Um, I don't like how 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 cut and dry alignment can be. Sometimes I feel like there is flexibility there. Well, exactly, and I mean, and I hate the that? I would do that because I am chaotic evil, and that is the only reason why I would do it. Well, like, and, and it, me. it also it, there's there's good ways to play alignment, and then there's rigidly sticking to it no yeah, matter what that's, like, and that's what does my head in that breaks a game if you're playing a lawful good paladin it doesn't mean you can never ever steal yeah. if but you, you understand but, the greater mission of your party that in turn is going to be for something good and somebody's starving yeah. you nick a loaf of bread yeah. but you, you will probably just hate yourself mm-hmm. and then go go to like a confession or exactly. make a big donation and, and, yeah. and, 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 and role play that do you know what I mean make it interesting not hey well I'm that alignment so I have to do that that breaks games yeah you opinion. do it all and it does it does you're like like 
players get into arguments, PvP happens. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. In, mm-hmm. in Vampire, the way they did it was pretty cool because you had what you inwardly wanted and what you presented as. What ah, you that's interesting. And then you had your motivation and things like this. And, and it's like edges and interests. I think they're very good because yes. they're a little bit. Uh, you know, they're not this all-encompassing way of thinking in your mind. Well, there's, well, a, there's a thousand different ways to interpret yes. the mean hindrance. Exactly. But then then with alignments, they, there's, there's billions of ways to interpret them, but, the, mm-hmm. but I find that for for some reason, players always interpret them the same way. Yeah, I do as well. I yeah. don't like chaotic characters very much mm-hmm. because chaos could just mean that you believe in anarchy. You just yeah. you just don't believe in this. <laughs> do you exactly. Know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't necessarily mean that you always do the weirdest possible, most crazy thing at all times. Exactly. And that's what I hate. And about, that's an easy trap to fall into, I think. But a lot of people do, and it's mm-hmm. annoying. Mm-hmm. It's it just is. like, are you just going to the next town? I'm going to kill some cats and yeah. rape some people. And, some, you know, that's yeah. what I do. That's what I do. I'm chaotic. Right? <laughs> Why? I don't know, mate. Don't, just don't ask me. Because even even like the Joker was it would be a good chaotic evil character. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even he had some motivations. Where it's yes. just it's it, he does sort of just want to cause chaos, but it's also like. He's, he's anti-establishment, but yeah. anti the current crime scene, and like yeah. even that has like there's motivation yeah. there. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I mean, if I was going to change it, I mean, they tried to do it in Five E, really, but they didn't. They should just pick one or the other because they kind of had your bonds and flaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they should just have that and scrap alignment. Scrap the alignment chart. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. It's, it, I, I agree. I actually like it and yeah. think that it can be used really well. But I just don't think it often is. It's used the right way. That's yeah, the thing, like, like it? especially yeah. by players, it yeah, just doesn't 100%, 100%. happen. Hundred percent. Big York Rex mm-hmm. with the Kung Fu grip. Oh yeah. He says, which game designer would you want to run a session for their own game for you, and what game would it be? Pulling from this, what gaming celebrities would you want at the table for a special one-off session? <laughs> Excluding the regular 3T crew, of course. Everyone wants them. Oh, He's saying the right much. things. Thank you very much. He's saying the right Big things. Big Yorkie. Uh, Which game designer would you want to run a game of their game for you? Oh, I'd love to play Mork Borg for the Dark Lords. That would be good. That would be good. I, 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 but I'd uh, worry I weren't dark enough. Yeah. Can you imagine if you get there and it's like three, like they're sitting on big thrones and they've got like draped in hoods and you well, can't I, see I was their Well, I was a bit, and, um, a bit upset when I saw what Sly Flourish looked like. He, <laughs> oh, did, the, um, <laughs> he did the the Lazy Dungeon Masters guide and mm-hmm. I sort of saw him as a bit of a genius. Mm-hmm. And you know when you imagine a genius? Oh, yeah. You sort of think suit, nice looking. Good glasses. Like, um, you know, or like a wizard. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. him and I was just like... Oh. oh, he's a fat nerd. <laughs> like, I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised, but it, honestly. So, yeah, I mean, how did I, how, how did I get onto that? Uh, oh, yeah, with the Mork Borg guys. Yeah. I bet they're fat nerds. You reckon? Yeah, well, they've probably got long hair. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't reckon, I, I don't think they live. Imagine you get there and all dressed up as Kiss. <laughs> that would be fine. I would, that would be all right. Yeah. It's um, like, um, you ever seen that, uh, uh, it was like a German pop idol when a black metal singer went on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> like, that's what I imagine them to look like. Or we could run Crystal Hearts. Hmm. Okay, Aaron, to that. I think that would be maybe he would turn us around yeah, on it, right. but I doubt it. No. See, my 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 biggest one really because there's not many like actual game designers that I'm like I like certain companies, publishers, mm-hmm. and teams of people to yeah, work yeah, together. Yeah. Like I think, uh, for example, Justin's Imagination are very good. Yes, and that was a, a bit of a dream of mine to get games run oh, by right. Eric, but yeah. we play tested Wise Guys, so yeah. it's like yeah. and also. 
um, Richard Walcock, I played oh, in mate. his uh, Saga of the Goblin Horde yes, setting. So I was like, that's, yeah. that's my most ticked off the list. Mate, that was like, you know... I can die happy. Come all the way over from Germany to see Little Love Us. Like, yeah, it was amazing. legend, yeah. But yeah, I'm not, I don't know, like, there's... I'm looking at my uh, looking at my shelf up here, and I don't know, like... Because Joseph Goodman, mm-hmm. who the games running DCC, would probably be really good. Oh, what about the cyberpunk dude? Oh, Brent... Alt. Oh no, uh, Mike Pondsmith. Or, uh, yeah, Pondsmith and Brent, uh, Brent Alt yeah. as well. Uh, Mike Pondsmith, I would love to play yeah. it because yeah. of his voice. Yeah. I imagine the atmosphere would just yeah. be fuck. And he is a genius. And that's one guy that didn't disappoint when I there saw him. Because yeah. I was just like, he's, he looks as cool as he sounds and as cool as his products are. I, so. I know who I'd like to run a game for purely because it would just be so easy. Who's that Who's that twat that's kicking off of... Is it Gary Gygax's son or whatever? Uh, what? No, what, but he hasn't made any games for for which to run. I mean, if, if he turned up, you'd just be like, so what are we doing today? He's like, uh, I've got that far yet. Well, we did have Giant Lands, but unfortunately the actual creator <laughs> took it away from us when he saw my tweets. So um, uh, probably a bit of Connect Four. <laughs> All right, Ernie, why not? Do you like Risk? Um, it's all right. No, 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 but wait, we can re- we can role play that we're really generals. You know, it'll be fun. I'm like, Ernie, Ernie, stop. Fuck off. Go back to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, so um, what gaming celebrities would you want at a table for a special a special one-off celebrity? Gaming well, celebrities? Uh, I'd get Matt Mercer on the show, Matt's done. Oh, take that, critical role. <laughs> Matt Mercer's laughing all the way to the bank at the moment. Yeah, just crying into his bank. Well, note. the famous one, isn't it? The famous D&D player is Vin Diesel. Oh, of course, yeah. That would be cool. And yeah, he's he, meant to be really good. He, well, he did a he did a one-off session with Critical Role. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, he's not the best actor in the world, but he's probably still better than most people. Yeah, yeah. So it was like seeing him sitting at a table and the way he role-played, I was just like, this guy is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, it, that would be really good. Um, I hope Vin Diesel's whole acting career is was born off the back of him being an RPG player. Surely it must be. <laughs> yeah, it must there, there's got to be the roots yeah. in, like yeah, somewhere in there. Totally. I mean, I often... Um, yeah, Vinny Boy would be fun. We'll get him in there. But there's the the other ones that are often wheeled out whenever you know somebody wants nerd cred. Like you will see yeah. Felicia Day is one of them. Who's that? So she made a web series called The Guild. I think it was called right. eight years ago, and she's she's like same or like she's not even that fit. Right. Like, she's not even that. She's not fit, even that. But fit. she happens to be a woman that it's is into, into the hobby. Stuff. Yeah. So right, she yeah. gets wheeled out right. whenever you know, like look cri- at this. <laughs> yeah, Critical Role are doing like a live show or yeah. whatever, right? And then the other one is Will Wheaton. Who was Ah uh, Wills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, was, yeah. you know, basically an extra on Star Trek: The Next Generation. And the other one is Patrick Rothfuss as well, who wrote uh, a, a series of books called The Kingkiller Chronicles. Oh yeah, but it's those three, and those are the ones I would never have never on my game because I don't think they're actually into it. No, but I think because of they've been in stuff. Yeah, it's nerdy. They have, yeah, no, yeah. we'd have Vinny up there because we see definitely like Vinny. Good, but I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of any other. Oh, actually, you know the guy that played Dwight in the office oh yeah he seems really nice and he's a D&D player so ah, that would be cool excellent yeah yeah um, yeah. we'd have Dwight on there then and uh, we've got to have one more to complete a group just trying to think because I know I know it's come up before that someone plays I'm just trying to think who it is now oh come on Oris Johnson no definitely not definitely not definitely not well maybe we'll come back to this if we remember any um, but yeah because they've got to be gaming celebrities haven't they or what about um, Can we? does it have to be real can we just have Diva from Deep, yeah, but deep, what from from Overwatch? I would like that, but for like very, that. I would like that very, very much. Different <laughs> yeah. Play Bubblegum Crisis with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And Mercy. Actually, can we just do our fictional characters that we'd like to just game with? Mercy. So you just want sexy video game characters. <laughs> Lara Croft, but the old polygonal one <laughs> yeah. from the PS One. Yeah, that's a uh... oh, PS One Hagrid from. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, Vin Diesel and that guy's name escapes me. Who played Dwight? What was his name? Dwight from the office. Dwight from the office. Whatever. Whatever. Um, all he's right. He's a Jew, though, isn't he? He's a Jew. He's in Juno. As oh, well. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he works in the shop. <laughs> he's a Jew because I won't have that. <laughs> Not at my table. Um, Ace. He says, "Do you know of any systems that don't use dice? If so, what did they use? Did them suck? Uh, ooh. Did them suck? Did them suck? Um, I know one called Lords of Olympus that, Is that was coins. All, uh, no, it's 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 diceless." From what I know, I haven't bought it because mm-hmm. I actually got really disappointed with a lot of RPG pro- pundits' products. From what I know, it's it, you play gods, yeah. And the way it kind of works is that if somebody has a higher score than you, mm-hmm. they just win, and you you're kind of competing against other players in a lot of ways. Okay. In the same way that old like Greek pantheon, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, there was yeah. rivalries and things. Yeah. So the way it works is if you've got a lower score and you want to try something, you can't. You, you won't win. There's no so, chance. So the idea is is that what you've got to do is trying to bring up the bonuses by doing other stuff. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of planning and things like this. Sounds all right. Sounds but interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it would uh, it would suck. But bear in mind, remember back in the day when D and D first started, that the dice are really hard to get hold of. Yep. So people would use dartboards instead Ooh, or okay. things like this because it's, it's numbered one to twenty. Yeah, and just and it's random. Well, yeah, unless yeah. you're good at if you want to, if you and if you want to uh, incur in, in, in like a, a bonus or a negative. Mm-hmm. Put a blindfold on, oh. get him to sp- and spin him around, or get him to stand several <laughs> feet backwards. Just be like, you can get minus two steps on this one, so you have to step back twice. Yeah, we just created another great game. Oh, don't doesn't have dice. Yeah, no, it does. It does. It do- despite the name, it does, oh, have, yeah, dice. It does have dice. Should be called d- do does does. Yeah, I mean, they, but yeah, we should make dart RPG. I like that. If something like something something role playing thing. So it'd be uh, no. What about was it just called da role playing thing? Da role playing, and it spells out dart. There you go. Yeah, perfect. There you go. We're in. We're in. We're in. We get, get, get back in the lab. <laughs> I don't no, know what I, setting it would be. I need to know more. I need to know. I, I'm. I am absolutely certain. But I've got a funny feeling it might not be a diceless game. But it's got. It had a weird initiative mechanic that we've spoken about before. Well, in in a sense though. Fiasco doesn't really use dice. Not really, no. Not because they're more you... as just tokens. Token. Aren't they? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And that's a good one. A yeah. very good one. Yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't. Re- I've, but I've never played one. Sadly, no. I'd like to. We need but... to know more. Yeah, yeah. We need to know more. So if anyone knows of any, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, we we'll check them out. CJ, he says, have you asked Ed Sheeran to play a game of Don't yet? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, is Ed Sheeran's like the quintessential British celebrity at the moment, isn't he? I don't know. I've been near him once. Have you? Yeah, because he was playing on... When I went to Reading Festival, he mm-hmm. was playing on the introducing stage oh, before he even had it. a record yeah, deal. Yeah, I remember it. And we went past and I was like, who's that bloke? And Millie was like, oh, I heard him on Radio 6 the other day. He's rubbish. Some mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> King of the Gibbon Moon, conten- continuing the theme of stupid questions, Bogo's Binted or Bingus Chucked? Oh, Bingus Chucked. I like Bingus Chucked. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but Judge Matthew says, when are you going to play the Rocky and Bullwinkle RPG? I didn't know that was a thing. When you send it to us, I guess. Yeah, buy buy us a copy because I've I've never seen Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, it's cartoon, isn't it? Yeah, it's I know that from much. the 80s. Um, yeah, I don't know a great deal about it. I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry about that. That was three very disappointing questions there. Ace, he says, give wizards spells, random or chosen, at level up, or make them quest for them. Ooh, both. Yeah, both. I think I I think it depends on the length of the game. Yes. So because our actual plays, you know, like most have been nine episodes. Yeah, right? that's right. So if you level up, you're just going to get some spells. Because yep. the, the quest is, the adventure is very short in comparison to like a long campaign. So mm-hmm. really, I'm just going to give you spells. Because yeah, you, you don't want to do a mid-quest midway through for you to go and get a no, bloody but spell. but quest for a spell. 
It's, it's a, a big game. That's a lot of fun, yeah. My brother's just realising that with D&D 5e because he's got all of his spells. You know, you get to pick them when you mm-hmm. first start the bloody game. But he's then gone, um, as he's levelled up, he's like, right, I'm going to pick Fireball. And the, the GM was just like, oh, no, you got to go and find them, mate. Oh. And so it was a bit, like, he was a bit disappointed. Whereas oh. I think Bards just learn them automatically. Mm-hmm. So I'm quite, I'm quite lucky. <clears throat> I've got all these new spells, <laughs> smash somebody's glasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I d- yeah, it depends on, <clears throat> depends on the flavour. I think yeah. if, you're, if you're playing DCC... You know, I, it does say that you should really do that, and mm. I think it really works in there. Even if you just run a pre-written module, and at the end you find a scroll and a chest, because yeah, yeah. you know that in the Raven Lord campaign, that's what I did. You yeah. leveled up, I rolled randomly for a spell, and then in the chest you found that's levitate, it. and it happened to sort of carry the whole well, campaign. Levitate. Actually, literally. Oh mate, <laughs> what would we do about that? My favourite part was <laughs> when you flew across the no, no, you, <laughs> you you sent Butler across the rickety bridge. He nearly died, and you went, "Nah, don't fancy that." <laughs> levitate <laughs> and then just across. Yeah, is that when we was giving it to? Strad from across the way. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Come here within melee range. <laughs> no, I'm not playing your game, oh, Strad. No way. That oh. was a good campaign. No. I really, I was trying to gun for my for the current GM to run Ravenloft. Oh. Do you know what he said? He said, um, he goes, well, what we'll do is we'll run uh, Storm King's Thunder, and then at that point you'll be a decent level to go to Ravenloft. So maybe we'll do it then. And I looked up, and people were saying that Storm King's Thunder. That's like one, level one to level ten. <laughs> Right now, think about that. Think about the fact that our Pathfinder game that we played for the best part of a year, yeah, we got to level nine. Oh. So, and at the moment, we're barely doing anything. So I don't. I. I this is good. Ravenloft's far away. We might have to kick him out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. Wizard spells chosen or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But just do whatever suits your campaign. That's right. If, you, if you're if you're doing that kind of campaign where the players are making their own goals and stuff like this, and it's a sandbox, absolutely mm-hmm. make mm-hmm. them find them. Yeah, totally. But otherwise, yeah, just whatever. Vodrillus, he says, have you ever come across any foreign RPG you wish were translated to English but were sorely disappointed? Uh, I, I don't know about the disappointment part. I know there's a German game that everyone raves about that, uh, that's been around for a long time. That I'd like the Augen. Is that the one? Yeah, the Black Eye. That's that it, that that's has been translated into English. Oh, okay. So, yeah. um, but, uh, I'd uh, like to try that out. I've back in the day, that was um, you know, German only. Yeah, that, that does seem good. German RPG. Isn't Is there that, a Polish one as well? It probably is. Probably rubbish. And I'm allowed to say that because, you know, of my heritage. The Witcher. The Witcher. Polish bloke. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't it? Yeah, 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 originally. (laughs) And then Mike Pondsmith wrote the RPG for it. So it's probably really fucking good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there was one Summon Skate. Do you remember that? (laughs) What was that one? So it was a Japanese RPG where you play figure skaters and you need to figure skate um, like like, uh, sigils onto the floor to summon demons. That's right, yeah. And the combat was done with a miniature whiteboard where you sketch out your skating route. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, but the thing is, what they did is the company that were translating here, they then put it to Kickstarter, and then, um, obviously, it's a very weird idea, so nobody bloody Kickstarted it, and we're never getting it. But I would love to play that. I mean, it sounds mental. Yeah, sounds awesome. But, I mean, you probably fall quite easily into the Aquaman problem, because... If there's an if there's a problem happening on land, what's he gonna do? He's just like come here within melee range. He comes like, to the water's edge. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like that same thing. You're like in the ice skating rink, and then like somebody's rubbing the jewels from the bank in town, and you're like, they got an ice rink in there. So you can't do it in the Arctic. Yeah, Arctic. <laughs> That's for the apprentice fans. <laughs> But yeah, fucking. Um, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, that's that's one. That's one. But a lot of them, a lot of the ones I think look cool are being translated. And I mean, even what's the sword one? 
Sword World, but yep. that that's never got an official translation. Right. I would love to see that, but um, but that was done quite well. Yeah, and it was um, they translated it uh, like a, a, a fan did it and mm. did it all online, so it's like a Wikipedia. That's so right. it's still quite yep. convenient to use, but I've still got the book. So but, we've um, got so we've got the good stuff. We've just got the not the, the dis- I want the dregs. The disappointment. I want a couple bit. of yeah. Dregs. We want some shite. Yeah, because we've seen over the years when we've been doing research, like some really weird ones coming yeah. out of Japan. Yeah, yeah. I would like to. I would like to see. Yeah, that's true. I think that would be funny. That's true. But yeah, I, I, unfortunately, that's the only one. Summon skate. Mm. <laughs> Tizer Man, he says, how does the alien stress dice mechanic compare with other Year Zero games you have played? Are they used as elegantly slash thematic as the stress mechanic? I feel as if we've really covered that. We just covered it, yeah. So it's 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 ratcheted right up for this game. Um, you can it's a, it's a focus, and I think we. Yeah, it is used. It's used really elegantly. It, is it really, done really well. pushes yeah. that feeling of the alien and, film. And so. the GM's got it in his back pocket. So basically, there's a whole load of stuff where you can take stress. Like if you see your friend get hurt, you see an alien. You see, um, even if a scientific guy fails a research role, that can give you stress because obviously you're trying to figure out this alien. Well, species. because if you're having a bad day, yep. already, yeah, precisely. Even if, even if you haven't even seen the alien yet, and you get to the ship and you've already just fucked everything up, mm, exactly. You're your not boss happy. is not down happy, your neck. Mate. Yeah, exactly. So no, it's. it's it's done very well, and I think it's um, it's well. Without it, I don't think it'd be the same game. Well, I, I've um, I, I've really um, uh, sort of uh, enjoyed that stress mechanic, and I I, th- I think it's really well done. Mm-hmm. I think it really ratchets it up, as yeah. you say. So, and I've um, always liked it in general. I mean, Cthulhu, you know, the the expert insanity, original yeah. with the insanity dice, and I've always liked that extra mechanic where your your mind's kind of uh, you know that's a separate battle. Kind of thing, yeah, Keeping yeah, because because there's more than one way to fail. That's right, and that makes it a lot more fun. No, it's very good. It's done very well. Uh, well, we played one session so far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the next uh, we got one final question in here. He says the Batman. He says here's a question. I know you Brits are a little looser than us in the states when it comes to nudity and such, <laughs> but does the Queen really have platinum jubblies? And he's included a picture of a plate, a commemorative plate made for the Queen's <laughs> platinum jubilee, um, and it just says platinum jubbly on it. Jubbly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, with in this country, yeah, we 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 are a bit. I think it's because of the Carry On film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, something's come up. <laughs> yeah, it's always like with the slide whistle. In your end, oh. And also, like one of my one of my earliest memories of uh, having adult fun times was mm-hmm. uh, seeing Barbara Windsor's bloody um, bikini come off. Yeah, oh, yeah, whipped off by some wind or something. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Do you remember the uh, Confessions of a Window Cleaner films? I haven't seen them, but I know heard about them. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're pretty much just soft porn, you know. Classic stuff. Mm. But I, um, I always do, been a bit. What raunchy. about that bloke who did the? Um, he, he he was a nudist, mm-hmm. and he did a march from Land's End to John O'Groats. <laughs> so basically, for those that don't know, that's the longest route you <laughs> from can one end to the other country, in, in yeah. UK. Yeah. yeah. So it's um, <clears throat> Land's End uh, in England, then uh, then. Yeah, um, John O'Groats in, in Scotland. Yeah. And this guy was doing a march, like campaigning for his rights to not wear clothes. <laughs> he had a backpack on, so I mean, he sort of failed. Mm-hmm. But he got arrested something like 80 times on the way there. <laughs> and it, he just, he, it, one of them was really funny because he got put in prison, uh, <laughs> no, put like, like in a jail cell. <laughs> yeah. And they said, right, you just, you can't do this. Just put a prison fatigues <laughs> on and just walk side. out. Yeah. He got outside the police station, immediately took him off, got arrested got straight again. away. <laughs> it was like, mate, it can't be that Come important. Come on. And he's apparently, and like somebody so inter- restrictive well somebody interviewed his mum right. and she was just like I, I don't agree with what he's doing and I wish he'd just come home he's always pooed with his clothes off well it's really <laughs> weird and, and I was thinking like he's kind of he, he, on, the, on the surface he's quite innocent yeah but then he's probably walking past children yeah so it's like it's my right 
cut it out. <laughs> yes, it's, it's my right to be a sex criminal if I want to. But yeah, nudity, love it, love it. Ten out of ten. Jub- jubblies, jubblies, <laughs> Queen's golden jubblies. Somebody shared a picture on Reddit of her today that was like, you know, it's a bit weird, but the Queen was well fit back in the day. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was. She was. Uh, oh no, there was another one that we missed. Uh, oh, there's on. another question. Uh, I, th- I swear I put it in here, but yeah. Uh, Bargle, and we'll leave, we'll put this as the second question here. He says, uh, Bargle the infamous, he says, phones, I meant last question. Oh, yes. He says, phones at the table, complete ban or character sheet app use only? Uh, so I've, yeah, I read this question. So complete ban, normal default setting. If the, if it is, if you are going to use the app like you guys did with um, Shadowrun because it's Cyberpunk. quite, Cyberpunk, sorry, yeah. so it's quite good. Um, then that needs to be agreed before, but no, t- no phones. Well, and the thing is, we weren't using it for character sheets. It just so happened that the wiki and the shop and everything yeah, on there was so it. fucking well done. Yeah, and um, that's not like you know you can't take phone calls if it's important. Obviously, you know people have loved ones and things like that, and you you know there's no harm having your phone on, say, vibrate in your pocket. Well, if my wife calls, I'll, I'll answer. Oh, absolutely. But if it's like. Um, I, I, I never respond to texts at the no, table. No, no, that's right. So, yeah, so if a phone call comes through, obviously you need to be available, but, you know, you, you, you're scrolling on your phone all week. You can you can put it in your pocket for four hours Exactly. game with your mates. Or just do it on the break. Yeah. I mean, we can say this. I hope he doesn't listen back, but James is really bad for it. <laughs> He's really bad for it. Like, and, and especially since he got a girlfriend, and they always type essays to each other, and it's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? At least now they live together, so yeah, it doesn't happen that's true. when that's we're playing at his. Yeah. But he, um, yeah, he's quite bad for it. And I, I literally, I saw him texting at the table last week and I texted him and I was just like, put your fucking phone Oi. away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're a distraction. And, um, you know, yeah, like I said, you can um, you can get your phone in your break, mate. It's not, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It's, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, just, it's just... Unless you get a super stupid sound out, which does happen. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I I regret doing that. I mean, because I had the meme, I a meme soundboard. That's that I think is worse than texting at the table. But I got, do you know, do you know what it is? It's like what about the plane. I've got this one, weird bloody it was like four hours of a plane just going. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. It was when we had Phil at the game and we were playing um, a World War Two game and they were on a plane and he just got. But it was like you could see where it looped because it would just go. <laughs> and it was the most annoying thing. And my brother was like, "Can you turn that off?" But the yeah, the meme soundboard right yeah I've got this thing in me and I don't know what it is but it's like it's like, there's always this urge to be mischievous yeah, at all yeah, times yeah, yeah, and yeah. I wish I didn't have it because even when it got to the point where I said I was annoying myself because I was like I can't stop doing this I need to just put my phone somewhere else yeah and it's yeah so um, I, I would say no phones at the table but I don't think uh, the thing is ask as an adult asking another adult not to do something is a bit of an awkward thing uh, to do yeah I know you mean I mean it's just a bit of respect as well really I mean you know we've been gaming for what six years now is it nearly seven yeah, years yeah, now yeah, yeah. so we've been gaming together for years and no one's had to like really be told off or anything so, no you know everyone just knows that you know no, unless it's super important what do you need your phone for yes you should be too busy doing what you're doing having fun well, I've, the only person is, is James, but we've never had to have, have like proper words. Can you please fucking stop that? But there was one session where we, where his character was questing in, because uh, he he was a paladin mm. and he'd been called up to heaven to complete a test oh, to yeah. ascend to the next <laughs> yeah. level of godhood, basically. And um, he was just on his phone. I'm James. This quest is all about you. Can you just put the fucking phone down? Do you remember that? Yeah. And I'm, yeah. But anyway, but people do it, and uh, yeah, uh, my wife is going. Um, uh-huh. Yep, yeah, alright, <laughs> you're not gonna go, but. Okay, see you later. What?
fuck did you just fucking say about me, you little bitch? I'll have you know, I graduated top of my class in the Navy SEALs. So yeah, phones. Phones, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that. There was a, a little edit there, because mm-hmm. uh, my wife was leaving mm-hmm. with me. We're good, you, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things have not been going well. Um, and uh, she's her special friend Jerome's been around, around a lot. He's just picking her up. Is it? That's him outside. Why is he always so sweaty whenever <laughs> I come back home? Oh, they're probably doing Pilates. Yeah, that's yeah it, Pilates. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> High intensity workout. Um, yeah, so uh, let's do an outro. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, outro. Ooh. My favourite thing. It's that gnome noise. I used that as a jingle in the last podcast. It's like the short, it's less than a second. So it's like us talking and then just in the middle goes. (laughs) But um, yeah, did you see the picture I put at the end of the... I did. Yeah. Very good. Got a man with a samurai sword in a suit severing some phone wires. Two phones. Two phones. Two phones. So yeah, all of the questions this time uh, were submitted on our Discord. There's Mm. a link in the description, so go ahead and join up. A lot of new people in there. Everyone's welcome. Which is good. Um, and yeah so if you want to do that and if you want to email us uh, 3trpgpod at gmail.com yep do you feel as if this was an episode I believe that this has become an episode I, I feel to an extent we've made a sound yeah we have made a sound in a formation in which it is tangible for a brain mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is all we can do. That's, all we That's can the do. best we can do. It's the best you're getting out of us. We did have an idea for a segment, actually. Yeah. Ace said it was like, um, get that AI art generating thing. Yes. Generate art based yes. on game names, and you have to figure out which one it is. Oh, I think that'd be really fun. I love it. I just, yeah, um, I want to fuck about that. I didn't have the home. time because no, my son was being a bloody arse last night. <laughs> we'll do that next time. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I've been Harrison Hunt. I've been Nick Lambslice. And remember that D20s are cool, but 20Ds, now that's a xenomorph. Oh, jubblies. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>